Causality is complex. The letter is just the first domino to fall in a chain reaction of events that leads to catastrophic results. It alters the future in ways that we never intended to change. You sound like one of those Klingon monks from Borath. Who do you think sent me? They gave me something to show you. Is that what I think it is? A time crystal. It will show you the effects of changing your fate. This is serious. This is end of the world stuff. Now, I know that you would never put your own fate before the fate of the galaxy. And that's how I convinced the Klingons to let me show you instead. Instead of what? You know the Klingons. Nothing they wouldn't rather solve with a bat laugh. <laughs> Once again, Popheads, welcome back to another installment of the TomCast Popcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for being patient and waiting for new episodes to drop whenever they do. And yeah, we got a good one for you. I think you're going to really enjoy the conversation we have lined up for you today. Uh, we're sitting down with our good friend Reagan from the Come On, It's So Good podcast. And we're kind of catching up on on everything. You know, it's it's been a pretty big slate of uh, genre you know, heading from the tail end of spring into the summertime. You know, here we are in August, and we're going to be talking about some stuff that hopefully everyone's had a time to, had has had the time to sit down and watch. Excuse me, my goodness. We're going to recap a bit of Kenobi. We're going to talk about what's been going on with the state of Star Trek, as as Star Trek played a million shows from the start of January, from the start of the year in January, uh, up through the summertime. Uh, just finishing. What they just finished? Strange New Worlds, I guess. My goodness. I mean, they did like three shows plus you know lower decks plus they got the uh, the Nickelodeon friendly show cartoon series. My goodness, Star Trek is crazy busy. We're gonna catch up on some Marvel stuff uh, and and spend a lot of time uh, featuring on the latest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. We're gonna we're gonna get into the conversation there. Talk about that film that I think was a little um, attacked in in many many ways, uh, but it's it's a darn fun movie and that's what we're going to talk about and 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 maybe kind of try to uh dissect why like what's going on in the fandom that they can't just enjoy chris hemsworth being thor <laughs> you know it what kind of world do we live in where we have to be like oh well it's you know it's fine you got a thor movie dude 
Like, who thought this 15 years ago that we were going to be pumped for Thor movies? Uh, and, and for the record, I am pumped for Thor movies. Chris Hemsworth is a delight. So more Thor is what I say. That's, what I, that's, that's where I go from there. So, yeah, I, I, we, we talk a lot about that. And then uh, go check these movies out. If you're not watching these shows that we're talking about, if you're not watching these movies, you've got no excuse because it has been, again, it's been a while since these things dropped. So sit down and, and do it, all right? Let's go ahead. Let's get into the conversation. It's a fun one. We have a great time. So you know, you know, you know what you got to do? You got to sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts, and buckle up again. Let's go. It's over, Anakin! I have the high ground! You underestimate my power! Don't try it! Alright, he's back! Joining us all the way from the East Coast, Maryland to be specific, our good friend Reagan, the co-host of the Come On, It's Still Good podcast. Welcome back. How are you doing, bud? Good. A greetings program! And there it is. (laughs) I wish they could see the little hand for all I do at the same time. That's really the key element. That's why you guys need to go YouTube immediately so people can see the gestures, see the way Ryan delivers his hello there's. Yes. And and Rob's hey hey's. Also, Ryan's like super eye rolls at most of the things I say on the podcast. (laughs) Oh, you can hear those eye rolls. Oh, (laughs) They're, they're extra cutting when you can see them. (laughs) <laughs> how he's not picking up what you're putting down in great movies like Armageddon. <laughs> Oof. I yeah, I had to text you about that because he yeah. he came on strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he has a very uh strict opinion of that movie. <laughs> what did Ben Affleck do to him? I mean, he was the bomb in Phantoms. <laughs> I like I really appreciate how you incorporated that into your podcast for the episode. <laughs> I don't think you could talk about Athlink without saying that line. <laughs> Not if you're a Kevin Smith fan, at least. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Maybe that's the test. So you've already mentioned it. I mean, that, that is one of your newest episodes right now is Armageddon. But what what else is in the mix to, to, to entice the people to come on over and check out an episode? Uh, we just did a great episode about the A-Team. That was a great episode. F- fantastic movie. And Land of the Lost, I believe, is coming out. will be out by the time this reaches or coming out. I really like how you guys uh, have been incorporating uh, pieces of dialogue from the films. I was wondering where you got that idea. That is our genius producer, E. <laughs> was like, you know what's better than us just rambling? We'll put a line of dialogue that happened in the movie, and it, it, that's all his wizardry. Yeah, I feel like it was inspired by something else, though. By somebody else, perhaps. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Not I think cur- he has said he stole it from you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's an homage. It's a, a great form of flattery. No, hey, friend, p- uh, podcast friends do friendly podcasts right. together. It's all. It just was so funny because I think you told me that you're like, yeah, oh yeah, I'm just gonna do what Tom does. Yeah, <laughs> he liked it. I hey respect. I, I, I give you the respect knuckles right yeah, now. Respect knuckles. <laughs> or punching the camera. I don't. It's weird on cam. It is weird on cam. You know. It's <laughs> at least for us now with the distance, it, you know, it's it's good. It's not like we're trying to stay away from each other for COVID reasons or anything like that. Yes, we are. We are three separated by three thousand miles. So this works. This is the only way to make this it happen. <laughs> Unless oh. you want to fly to Maryland. You know, I mean, it's not that I don't. It's just that yeah. you know, airplanes. Well, just, are gross. Yeah. <laughs> 
what mask up and get like a super soaker with a you know purell in it <laughs> i said don't bring a super soaker to the airport mm. it, that was a, a purely comedy bit they're not going to be cool with that not going to be cool even, even though it's like super fake looking and co- yeah, colorful, yeah not, i don't not, yeah because they'll be like, oh, you're going to squirt that at somebody? No, yeah. not cool. Oh, yeah. Not cool, I, bro. I guess they could decide it's like a bioweapon. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it's not the super soaker itself. It's, it's, it's the contents that could be the contents. potential issue. Yeah, they yeah. don't know what's in it. Yeah. Just don't do it. It was just for a joke. And I realized as soon as I'm saying it in the society we live in now, don't take that stuff to the airport. What about like bath beads in a string of pearl configuration? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Only if they're green. <laughs> That's I need a... the green one. Uh, I really want to just walk around like, and uh, like just holding it and being like, don't mess with me. <laughs> but not at the airport. No, not just, at the airport. Just... Not at like a mall. Just, <laughs> just like walking my corner. dogs. Yeah. And like uh, if somebody asks what they are, I'll be like, you are. You're the rocket man. And then I'll just leave. I, I think like, you should yes. stand in front of Total Wine and do it. <laughs> Why not? I can't block Total Wine. <laughs> Somebody dropped a whole case of beer yesterday what? at the front door. Ooh. 24 sad, broken soldiers on the ground. <laughs> and it held up traffic. And you could see some people visibly angry that they couldn't get in and get to the beer that was inside. Hey, man, that was a Friday. People needed their, their uh, weekend elixirs. I mean, truth time, I was one of those wow. people that was like, move this shit aside. <laughs> You're out there, like, getting the mob fired up. Oh You're, God. like, mowing an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> this is bullshit. Just get him a new 24-pack. Let's go. Get a push broom. It was a whole minute. It was so long. And you know what Maryland heat's like. It's hot. It's hot. Humid. Steamy, even. Yeah, I think it was like 93 yesterday. <laughs> well, you are here for a, 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 a big catch-up episode of, of the podcast because, uh, you know, I, I haven't had the opportunity to sit down and talk about a lot of things, and, and I'm itching to talk about them. And, and luckily, you're the man who's seen most of these things, if not all of them. I've, I've seen it all. I think, I think yeah. I mean, we're, we're hitting our sweet spot. We're going to be doing a big catch-up on, on a lot of stuff. And, and so I want everyone to, to kind of get ready. Because everyone should see these things by now. If, if you miss this, if like we're gonna get the Marvel stuff, and if you missed it in the theaters, it's on Disney Plus by now. You know, it, it's, it's we're 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 gonna cover the gamut of of pop culture stuff, and that's really what I'm excited about. But what I wanted to get to you first was something I was di- I've been dying to really get into this with you. And again, again, I know we have a ton to cover, but we would I would be very sad if I didn't get a chance to talk to you one on one, direct. Eye to eye, I see you. Mm-hmm. You see me. Let's talk about Kenobe. Oh, so good. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> did it? Did it hit everything you wanted it to hit? Was there anything that you felt it tripped up on? I mean, uh, the, the I, I know Reva we were happy at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Reva story kind of fizzles pretty hard, mm-hmm. but I liked her character so much in the beginning, and then it, it got to this weird like redemption arc thing that i don't think she really needed mm-hmm. she can be she's allowed to have her angry feelings so I, I don't i didn't like that part of it but the obi-wan stuff and i was not really into this show when they announced it i was like oh they don't need to do that <laughs> like it, it, i don't need to see him sitting in a cave on tatooine for 
you know, fighting a Jawa or whatever he's going to do. <laughs> fighting a Jawa? Wow. I don't know. I just, before you watch the show, maybe that's what he did for 10 years. You don't know what, what it's been like. Maybe he became like a bare knuckle boxer in like those bum fights, except it's like <laughs> Tatooine fights and you have to fight like Obi-Wan versus like four Jawas. I mean, that's a really interesting kind of darker show i would i would think. Yeah, oh it's I mean, real dark it's real dark I, I think your kenobi's hitting the bottle <laughs> yeah i mean it does give me like in burn notice when michael weston goes to the dark side and he goes to south america and he's all drunk and barrel knuckle boxing <laughs> i haven't made a burn notice reference on a podcast in far too long <laughs> well this is a, a safe place to do so don't worry you're you are right. welcome here this this is a friendly territory all especially right for burn notice references which i'm a fan yeah. <laughs> great show great show i think i think you're pretty much right about the reva situation i while i was, was sort of while it sort of worked for me at the end with her talking to kenobi and kenobi saying like hey we're finally you know we're all moving on from our past now we're all moving forward it still sort of wrangled me a little bit that she's out there and she like knows darth vader's identity that yeah, sort of yeah. bothers me a little bit and so i i guess i sort of want to know if there's gonna be some sort of follow-up with that in some other fashion i have no idea though but it seems well, like it'd be she's got situation. to go right i would think like vader would be like you know what I, I i let her live the second time for the second time there will be no third time i don't i don't know why he just tummy stabs her again I like no either take the head from the body I, like so vader funny. knows this move he knows this move now, one thing I really wanted to talk to you about specifically, because you guys on your podcast, when you were talking about Kenobi, you know, mm -hmm. we, I talked about Kenobi, you talked about Kenobi, we've all talked about Kenobi, but we have not talked together about Kenobi. We have not, <laughs> except but, a, a sporadic text message of being like, oh my God, this is awesome. Yeah, a lot, of like, a lot of like OMGs and emojis yeah. <laughs> and excited yeah. faces. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which it, it says it all. That's all that matters. It's all you need. I, know, I, I love that we text each other like we're 13 year old girls. <laughs> I mean, what else do I have in my life? I know, it's, but we're we're so in love with Kenobi, and it's all hard eye emojis I, all the time. I don't have kids to raise. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with this. I, I I've chosen my path. <laughs> That's right. But I'm trying to remember who it was. If it was Ryan or Rob or maybe both of them, or, or maybe and maybe even you you sided with them. I can't remember exactly. But somebody on your mm -hmm. show was very upset. Well, maybe upset might be a stronger word, but there were, there were questions like, why does Kenobi just walk away? Why does Kenobi just let Vader live? Oh, yeah, Ryan. It was Ryan. Ryan was, I mean, we all agreed. We're like, oh, that shouldn't happen. And then we, we kind of blame Kenobi yeah, for, you, you know, you, you Alderaan. You, that was me. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> you know what? Obi-Wan kills Bale. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a harsh statement. Eh, so I'd like to... I would Cause like and to, effect, bro. I'd like to pose a question to you. I'd like to pose a question to you. Sure. sure. <laughs> We're having our alcoholic beverages. True time's going to happen. That's right. <laughs> this is going to happen naturally. So I have this sort of theory that, that beneath the surface of the show, that as Kenobi's sort of progressing to where, we get to him, where he gets to by the end, he's sort of more like Qui-Gon is more about like the will of the Force in these things. Yeah. So... Since he's more in tune with the Force, and he's sort of riding the currents of it, let's ask this question. What does killing Vader really accomplish? Does the Death Star not happen? Does Palpatine probably not have another apprentice lined up somewhere else to step in and take his place? 
or does you know he might, but he could put an end to a great evil in the universe. I don't think today if he kills instead of paying for a hamburger tomorrow. Well, like I said, I mean you're blaming him for the for Alderon. That's yeah. Tarkin. Well, not just Alderon. That's Tarkin. <laughs> That's Tarkin. Uh, okay. The Death Star still uh, gonna happen. Captain Antilles the Death Star would still be alive, happen. maybe. Again, I th- I think Vader is. And Mark is going to hate this when I say this. <laughs> Vader is a pawn and it can be replaced. <laughs> the Emperor's got people lined up for this job. Trust me. I know. Star Killer's out there somewhere. Ooh. You know who else I want to be out there? You know who Mara I really Jade. Want? Mara, F, and Jade. I want the hand of the Emperor see, out there. Uh, that's a, like Rob on, on our podcast was like, I would love to see some what if stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what if Obi Wan kills Darth and then Mara shows up? As the new apprentice, as Darth Mara, yeah. or whatever her name would be, yeah. she'd probably choose a new name. No, I, I, you know, I sort of, I, I, on one of the episodes, I sort of pitched my idea for like if they were to do a follow-up series, and later on, I thought about it. I was like, oh my god, that all, and then once Vader's abducted by Ahsoka and, and Obi Wan, what if that's when Palpatine puts Mara Jade into play? But she'd be yeah. a little young for that, unless they were to like age her up a bit, because it, you've already basically said Luke can't end up with her anyways. So you you can age her up and make her a different element yeah, to the story. You could, or she could be a super young because she'd be what fifteen. I mean, you, you could still make her like a super badass. Teen. Actually, no, she'd probably be about ten. She'd probably be about the right age to start being turned to the dark side. Yeah, but I mean, to like unleash her though, as like as like you know, Palpatine's, as a force. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you'd have to like, but like mid teens probably. Like she's been training as a as a dark Jedi, even though they don't use dark Jedi anymore as an um, Inquisitor. Yeah. No, and don't get me wrong. Yeah, you're you're definitely right. Like Vader, Vader kills a lot of dudes, but I'm just saying, I think someone else fills his shoes and kills a lot of dudes too. And, sure, and it's not but like you know what? Yeah, that's not on Obi Wan. <laughs> okay, fair. That's fair. But I, 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 I guess I, I don't think you're really solving a problem. You're, you're oh you no, know, the Empire's still bad. Yeah, unless Vader's. But gonna, I think or, you're or, setting sorry. it back a few years. Unless unless Kenobi's going to go on 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 like he's going to begin the quest. And kill the Death, blow up the Death Star before it gets built. But he's, you know, it's not about that. I think he's riding the, you know, feeling the flow of the Force and the will of the Force is swirling around Luke. And, and like, so now he's got to like let the let the will of the Force play out. Oh, that's, that's my nothing. my theory. I didn't like Reva going after Luke. I was like, eh, don't need that either. And then just being like, you know what? I'm a good guy now. I'm not going to kill a kid. <laughs> There's a lot of good of convenience in that but i mean yeah. I, I think you we could all sort of see what was coming with that you know once it was revealed mm-hmm. what happened to her as a child and just she's gonna do it to another child who's has no connection she's just lashing out because she can't because yeah. she couldn't because kill later she so she'll kill his kid and again yeah, more more it, dangerous information she has that needs to be <laughs> yeah she's got to go <laughs> so yeah she's I just, not in rebels we never see her again as of yet but <laughs> You know, have Saul Guerrero take her out. I mean, something. I, I mean, I think, I think I pitched that show too, <laughs> with with her and, and Ice Cube Junior and and everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. Early, early on rebellion stuff, and yeah. then you can tie that into like rebels, like mm-hmm. live action rebel characters mm-hmm. showing up, which mm-hmm. would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but you're and not, you're not, you're not having my Will of Force theory at all, are you? You're not. <laughs> I mean, sure, if it, if it makes you feel better, but I can't see the Force being like, don't kill this this guy who is bathed in the dark side. Right, but if the if it's the will of the Force, and think about what Vader's role is in Return of the Jedi. Who kills the Emperor? 
Luke's still alive. And with Vader gone, maybe he can take more of an active role in training Luke to actually See, be. Now you're you're going into Rob's what if now. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I have some uh, some Star Wars comics I recommend for you. They're called Star Wars Infinities, and they're basically what if comics versions yeah. of the movies. Well, I think I read the one where it's like, what if Luke missed, like hitting the Death Star? Those ones. Uh, I read that might have been one. I know there was one. I think there was like a return alternate, like Return of the Jedi, where Luke turns Vader back, but Vader lives and. He he still has the armor, but it's all white now. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, I read those. I yeah, read those. Okay. I, that was like he missed his shot. Alderaan or um, Yavin Four gets destroyed. Okay, they were really. good. I'm trying to remember them. I, I only remember bits and pieces of. Them. I need to reread them. It's been too long. Yeah, but uh, Star Wars What If would be fun. Yeah, it, it'd be fun. It'd be something like it'd be a way to get characters to come back who who have passed on. Mm-hmm. But you could do more with them. Well, like, and you're you're already doing Star Wars Visions, which is like radically different interpretations. Yeah, so like just yeah. make, make it part of that. You know, like oh this awesome. this year of Visions, this season of Visions is all about like alternate realities. Yeah, and like you could do six one hour episodes, mm-hmm. get a new director, you know, make a one hour thing. It's all you do what you want to do for an hour, mm-hmm. and it's you know self contained. What if stories? They don't have to link. I would love. It. I, I mean, I would love any any star any yeah, Star Wars. Any, I love. Yeah, I mean, we're like, here. We're here for all of it. I mean, that's yeah. that's the bottom line. All right. So before we move off of Star Wars, though, I, I do want to get a, a reading on you for your your level of excitement for Andor coming up at the end of August. Excited because it's Star Wars, but once again, this was another title that I was like, oh, "Do we need that?" <laughs> I, I, I we've seen the end the end chapter. We know we've seen. We've seen his like redemption, mm-hmm. where he's like, "I'm gonna make this ultimate sacrifice." Come tired. Now this is just gonna be a version of him doing shitty things and kind of feeling bad about it. But like, yeah, but I kind of want to see how shitty the things are he does. Oh, he's gonna do some real shitty stuff. Yeah, but I, I'm also, I'm, I mean, I'm here for that era. I, the I'm fascinated yeah, by that, that I love period this. between three and four. That that twenty years of darkness <laughs> of the empire, yeah. just putting their boot on everyone's neck. I'm here for well, all that period of time. It's something growing up that we were clamoring for <laughs> for years yeah. in books. And they touched on it a little bit, but not that much. Yeah. It was more 10 years after with the kids and everything. Yeah. That's definitely where they focus most of their time on. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm fairly excited for Andor because I, I feel like this might be sort of like the more quote unquote grown up Star Wars show that I want. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it may have like some more darker themes to it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know what because he's not like saving a kid. Like, all right, first, don't have him like rescue anybody. I mean, this is this show's being written and directed by the guy who did Michael Clayton. I, I, I have, think I have a good feel for who, who, who that guy is. I can't wait till Andor's like, I'm not the guy you kill. I'm the guy you pay to go away. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Love Michael Clayton. This is a fucking great film. <laughs> The first time I saw it, it was one of those movies where I just was like, I was sort of like blown away with what I was watching. It's like, this is not what I thought it was, and I need to no. see it again. Including his performance is really good at it. Yeah, it, it's so the fact that, that Gilroy is involved in that show makes me very like optimistic that I'm gonna get my more adult themed Star Wars show that I've kind of yeah. been itching for. I understand Star Wars is for everyone. Don't get me wrong; it that is. means all ages, kids, and all that stuff. But Andrew might lean a little bit more my side of the fence. That's okay. I'm excited. Yeah. Here for it. Yeah. Here for it. Make more of it. Like, make make that. I know they're already making a Boba Fett show. It's like, they can't. 
Make the adventures of young Boba Fett. Bring that kid who played him in. And have that gang with like Aura Singh and Bosk. Well, it sounds like um, that skeleton crew flick is going to be kind of like Goonies in Space, right? The one with... Uh, oh, I haven't heard about Jude Law. Oh. It's, 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 it's being directed by, uh, uh, was it John Watts, the guy who did the Spider-Man flicks for Marvel? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's, and it's like... Oh, so it's going to have that... You think it's going to have that type of feel to it? It's that, like... That type of bar, energy, bar. at least. Cool, cool. Into it. Yeah, and I, they talked about it at a celebration, and I think it's... it's it's Yeah, it's sort of described... I think I think I made it into Goonies in Space, but I'm okay yeah. with that. <laughs> that's fine. Too. I'm here for Goonies in Space. Don't worry. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, like that's definitely going to be a more all ages, family friendly sort of approach. We can, we can have those, and we can have a darker show like Andor. Bring it on. Yeah. Tell me Star Wars story. Tell me Star Wars stories. Thank you very much. That's why, and again, that's why I'm, I'm sort of. I understand people's frustration with, with Kenobi if you're going to worry about the canon. Um, yeah, but. You know, they're not doing anything egregiously against the canon. They're trying. <laughs> they're trying to, well, to they, tell the stories as best as, as best possible. they can. I, and I, I appreciate that. They're, they're aware. Sure. Yes. And they didn't do anything that was that really irked me out yeah. of canon. Yeah. You know, they made Luke not see Reva, so he didn't see the saber. He was just running. They, they said Tusken Raider. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. So right. they, they did just enough to, because you know I love to poke holes and things and be like, oh, why they do that? <laughs> why they do that? <laughs> no, I mean, again, you and I talked about it. I think we've talked about this privately. Like we could poke all the holes in in the book of Boba Fett we wanted, but like why? Why? Just have fun with it. Just have fun. It's a Boba Fett TV show. Yeah. I've wanted it all my life. Yeah. I mean, did we ever think we were going to get that in our lifetime? No. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm drinking out of a Boba Fett. Beer glass right now. It's happening. <laughs> mm. All right, let's move on to our next big topic, and we're going to spend some time here. Well, maybe not that much time because there's some of these shows, not a lot to say. But we are sure. going to, we are going to, last year ish, we did the state of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And, and generally, we weren't happy with a lot of it. It was a dark time in the world. <laughs> I, I, I think I can say honestly that, that, this year, as we as we kind of do our miniature version of the state of Star Trek, there's light. There's there's optimism. There's hope I mean, in the galaxy again. The sun has risen <laughs> and it has blessed us with it in its warm embrace. <laughs> Let let's start with the show that you and I pr- probably banged on the hardest last year. Uh, this most recent season of Discovery. Your thoughts. <sighs> There you go. All right. <laughs> yeah, like I'm trying to remember what happened in Discovery season four. Well, book in the oh, crazy Tilly leaves the show. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> any, any, they, they, they were finally doing something I liked, where they'd give an episode to a side character mm-hmm. and have them grow as a character, but then at the end of the episode they'd be like, "I'm going to leave the ship," and then <laughs> they would be gone from the show, and you'd be like, "That's dumb. Stop doing that." Yeah, and well, and they gave it. They gave it up. Uh, not like a whole episode, but they they featured. Um, I'm already blank on the on the on the character's name, but like one of the one of the pilots. They turned her into like a bare knuckle boxer. Her, or that, yes, that, yeah, yeah. That I forget her name. Planet. And and and, but again, I feel like they're doing this. Okay, so you and I complained very much so that we don't know the bridge crew on this show for the first three yes. seasons. They try to correct that in this fourth season. They did. I appreciated it, and too. I appreciated it, but I still don't know their effing names. No, nope. nope. <laughs> 
Well, uh, the, the one ops guy. They, yeah, Detmer. Detmer. But then the uh, the ops guy, the the Asian guy. Okay. Yeah. I don't. He he was in it a lot more. I'm sorry, I don't remember the character's name. I don't either. They don't do but, a really. But job he was definitely featured things. more than all the other seasons. Yeah. So I appreciate that effort. And I'm there for season five. I I want more out of it. My brothers are not as harsh on the show. They said it is what it is at this point. I, I thought this season was an improvement over the previous one. I did. Yeah. I, I did like uh, so this did I. So did I. I liked this, this uh, ex, what, what did they call it, ex, extra galactic threat that lived outside of the galaxy, outside the rim of the galaxy or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. I liked that. I liked the way that they had to figure out how to communicate with them, how to, you know, even how to get there. I wasn't as crazy about, like, uh, books, quest for revenge to kill them all <laughs> for for annihilating his planet by accident. I wasn't, but I liked him teaming up with the the other guy, the scientist who wanted revenge as well. Right. I enjoyed some of that stuff. Uh, they got you know uh, Tignataro's um, Reno character, Jet Reno. Jet, Jet Reno, yeah, yeah, great name. Like, <laughs> but you know, so they got her. She should be on the show a lot more. I agree. I do agree with that. And they at the end of that season, they did send my brother a survey on what he thinks of certain characters ah. and who he wants to see. I did not get this survey, Uh-oh. and I'm still upset because I think they know. <laughs> Don't give it to that guy. <laughs> they listen to our podcast episode, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Cut him off." <laughs> I think that I think my other brother Rob got one from Picard, and I was like, "Come on, man!" Now they're just messing with me. Yeah, I mean, there was more stuff to like in this season, and 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 I've. I don't want to say they course corrected all the way around, but it was it was a better watch. There were still some episodes that dragged ass, and sometimes you're just like, I don't. Why is why is um Burnham doing this? Uh, the the president of the Federation was slightly annoying, but I yeah, you know the way she kind of kept inserting herself into situations. Yeah, but, but again, wasn't a fan of that character. But I, but again, I sort of liked anybody who would question um uh, um Burnham. I was like, well, at least the president's calling her out for her shit. So they did. Yeah, but it's just going to be a thing where they strip her of her power or her captaincy and like make her an ensign again or whatever, and then she's just going to work her way back to captain. Yeah, well, and and Saru like was effectively oh. neutralized, so like there was no uh, uh, vying for the captain's chair. There's no drama there with that situation, which I was sort of a little disappointed by, but. What do you undo? Yeah, well, Saru should be captain. It's, it's kind of shitty he's not. I mean, the, the, or they should have like promoted him to admiral in this new federation. I also want to take credit for the fact that you and I tore them. To sh- we we really hated those new Starfleet uniforms they were wearing at the end of season three. Uh, Never saw those again. That's us. No, I hate I hated the ones in four. Also, just saying that. <laughs> but these also were, terrible fucking looking uniforms. Still better than what they ended the season three with those, with those gray ones with like the color oh the gray stripes. ones are hideous. These ones, <laughs> these, the shoulder pads in these ones, yeah. <laughs> are awful as well. And that's one thing you could say about all the other Star Trek, Star Trek uniforms and all the other shows. Look great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, for sure. The The Star Trek Season 2, or uh, Bratha Khan jerseys, or jerseys, uniform <laughs> show on. <laughs> you know, where they're, where they're playing a Dom Jot, not... You don't need jersey for Dom Jot. What number, what number would Spock wear if, he, if it was a jersey? <laughs> Something logical? What's the most logical number? Like pi or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a whole string of numbers down the whole entire yeah. front of the jersey. Oh, it, it never <laughs> stops. It's just like pi to like a thousand decimal places. 
<laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. All right. So, so an improved season from discovery, but we still want more. We still want. Yes. And, and, and there was an article recently on the internet where they were, the, the, the producers claim that they hear what the fans are saying. So we'll, we'll They've see. been saying that for three years, man. Well, uh, and, yeah. uh, all right. I will say they have been saying that and they have made changes to the show year to year. Yes. It's never enough or it's in the complete wrong direction most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I'm there for season five. No, I mean, in for penny, in for pound. Yeah. We're already there. And we're already there. And, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't jump off now. It's not that atrocious. Though, no, no. What, one more season, like worse. three might've pushed me to the brink, but this, the, again, they, they righted the ship enough for me to, yeah, to put and, up some stuff. And this, they they did open the door to get more Trek shows. Yeah. So I got to give cut them a break sometimes. All right. Let's, let's talk about what I consider to be the most disappointing Star Trek show. Uh, and it's so sad and it makes me so sad to say it, but Picard season two was just, I mean, the, the wheels fell off so quickly. I, I was it's, it's so completely, <laughs> I was so hopeful that the, that they had paid attention to to the criticisms the first after the first season, and and if they if I think they might have said it but they didn't mean it <laughs> they, they lied no, they, to they obviously didn't mean it because Picard has a brother Robert <laughs> who is never mentioned nope. for a whole season on the show just like in season one when Data already had a daughter mm-hmm. that is never mentioned in all of season one just just read the wiki page about the character you're writing about. It's it's such a strange phenomenon with that show where it just seems like they don't know anything really about that character who, I mean, has been around for 20 years now. I don't understand. How can they miss the mark so badly on some of these things? I, I have no idea. And it it's not even like little things that only nerds know. Like his brother was a main or not a main character, but a, a something that's mentioned through several different right. episodes about him running the family business on Earth. Yeah, the, the vineyard back in France. Yes. I mean, a huge like episode he, post-Borg, post uh, the Best of Both Worlds episodes. It's so good. Oh, my brother Ryan just watched it, and he was like, Picard, season two is such bullshit. <laughs> because, yes. Because if you haven't seen the episode in a while, they have like this like mud wrestling fight where like they yeah. hash out their differences, mm-hmm. and it's such a character-building moment. And you're like, oh, all of Picard is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. And it's it's really unfortunate they they chose to sort of ignore these things and not acknowledge them and not incorporate them in, into the story. And it just really bummed me out uh, that it just felt like so disrespectful to the show and, and to the fans mm. of, of TNG. Like, the, like they like dumbed it down because they're trying to appeal to like a new audience who has no connection to this character, and I don't understand why they're trying to make... Like, this should... <sighs> it should make you want to go b- watch the original yeah. show after watching Picard. Obviously, you don't want to show that, like, that's, like, fan servicey or, you know, super nostalgia-heavy, but, like... Well, they did that in the first two, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, I mean, but with regard to the characters themselves... I mean, they they give you fan servicey moments with like you know Klingon skulls and Ferengi skulls and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I know, I, mean, I know what you're a Gaul Ducat yeah. reference. I, I know, I know what you're going at. Well, and again, and that's before the wheels started falling off the wagon, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was episode one, and I was smitten. Yeah, and I think I think I was texting Ryan, and I just was like, at the end of episode three, I just was like, 
this ship's not going to land at all. <laughs> it's not <laughs> going to be land in sight of the runway. It's going to be just lost. I at think sea. by three, I was starting to to get that that spider tingle. Where I was <laughs> like, oh no. I kept I don't like where we're going. I, I can't remember. I don't think I actually sent you the text, but it was always funny to me. I, I, I derived a sort of sick amusement listening to your weekly recaps. And oh, every like week you'd say the madness. same thing. You were like, you, you would say, well, this has got to be the last episode where they're in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> they said it three weeks in a row. They wouldn't get out of that fucking timeline. And, and I was like, Reagan, they're never leaving. They're never going back. <laughs> they overstayed their welcome. <laughs> Like, I, I wish Ben Sisko had come down from San Francisco and been like, get the fuck out of here, and then gone back up to the Bell Riots. Oh, my God. And no mention of that stuff. Again, just it's it, it just a show that seems so seemed completely unaware of its own history. Yeah. The, you Bum think someone would have been like, have we been in 2024 just before we start making a, a, a future history? There's there's a job called continuity editor. <laughs> and, like, that guy's yeah. whole per- – or that person's whole purpose – is to know like, Star I, Trek. I don't want anybody to lose their job, but like no, reassign that person. I like, create, so, no, I created a new job because I don't think they had one oh, on the show. Oh, the, <laughs> so I, I just gave someone, someone a job. who's like, you know, if you're if you're on like Cheers and you have a beer in your right hand, <laughs> then that, they'll tell you, hey, that beer was in your right hand. Put it back there. there that is a job on the set. But I, I mean, there should be someone who knows Star Trek canon. <laughs> I thought, yeah, oh, yeah, because apparently they don't have that guy on set. Well. Some of them should have a familiarity with the franchise. Yes, and like I don't know the FBI Mulder ripoff guy. Like all this, all these things that were so stupid. You mean Dutch? Yeah, Dutch from the Shield. Yes, exactly. Luckily, luckily, he wasn't killing cats in this episode, or (laughs) because he wanted to know what it was like to snuff out a life, Reagan. I know it's Uh, awful. It was. It was really bad. Uh, I don't think that will hold up now. there's just so many elements of the show that bum me out and, and you know, it's like, Oh, shocking revelation. The Borg have betrayed you. <laughs> like, come on. Well, I mean the whole Agnes getting assimilated. Uh, and I was like, drinking, Oh drinking no. Car batteries. And apparently that's okay. Yeah. in your digestive system. All right. Yeah. Not and big, then not making like black water Borg guys, but without Borg technology. And I was no, like, but who conveniently had green laser lights instead of the traditional red. Yeah. It worked yeah. But they, they weren't using them to shoot anything. They were just letting them know, Hey, we're over here. Look, there's the light. You can run from it. No, they were putting wall, uh, holes in the walls so that uh, yeah. Picard, who thought it was like stuff from world war two or whatever. Like, nope. yeah. Ugh, so dumb. It was I, so I, dumb. Did, I hated it. I hated the Borg stuff. I thought it, it cheapened the Borg. Having her be go be four hundred years in the past with future technology should change season two of Star Trek: The Next Generation mm-hmm. with Q sending the Enterprise to encounter the Borg because there should be an Agnes ship. She should be supreme leader, yeah, the the Alpha Queen, yeah. So she wouldn't help us in the future if she, you know if those are her Borg. No, and, like if she's Alpha Queen at that point, which and, she would be, and you, I think you guys brought it up on your show, like you can't, you can't have Picard and Guinan's first meeting be in 2024 when they met in like 1893 or whatever the hell year it was. That is correct, because Guinan like, would dude, remember him, <laughs> even if Picard. No, both of them should recognize each other immediately, and you know what? That would be okay for the show. I, and, you know, it's funny. I, I, I did really like the actor they got to play young Guinan. Oh, I thought she was but, great. No, yeah, no, no, no. But just like, just I can't just know your show, know your history. Like, stop, stop making shit up. 
and like I, I did enjoy the the cameo of Whoopi. Cause I, I yeah, love to see her. Sure. I love to see her as Guinan. And... <laughs> I did. It's I just did not have her recognize Picard. That's I, all it is. And I did not enjoy Will Wheaton's cameo at all, where he's like, "Hi, I'm Will Wheaton. You might know me from such roles as." <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like basically, showing his trauma. I, I liked it because he's he's officially back in the franchise that he left, and he, he's had some regret about. So, well, I, it's it was so strange to me because I was, I was listening to an interview with somebody who had something to do with the show, and they were talking about like, oh yeah, we thought it'd be a really good idea to bring Wesley back because you know after he left the Traveler, no one had ever seen him again. And I was like, he was in Nemesis. He was at the wedding. He was at the wedding. Like we've seen him. He was in a Starfleet uniform. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, what are you talking he, he's about? He's a tactical officer on the Titan <laughs> like, in the books. We've what, seen him. Like, what are we? What are we doing? It was so aggravating. It was so frustrating. It was. I was. I was hate watching by the end. No one saw Nemesis but us I know. in theaters. It, it you we were the there. Night. You and me. We were there. Seeing a young Tom Hardy do his best Picard impression. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that movie. I mean, <laughs> it's coming up on the Coach G pretty soon. Can't wait. Oof. I mean, your Insurrection episode was something else, too. Love that movie, too. I love old next-gen cast movies. <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts on Lower Decks? Moving to the animated side of Star Trek. Love Lower Decks. Lower Decks is great. It's just, just a fun time. People get kind of like, weirdly uppity about Lower Decks. Really? Because like, I guess they find Mariner to be a bit much. But I, I, I enjoy I it mean, all so much. It's good for the, the style. I love all the characters. Yeah, they're wonderful. I mean, I, the, the, the Riker the, the cameos are awesome. All. The Riker cameos are insanely hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it, the, the show is fun and perfect the way it is. I don't want it to be any more serious than it is. Well, and th- they apparently know more Star Trek than the guys writing Picard. 100%. <laughs> like, they're actually the doing things important. that make sense. How was it? The most important Starfleet member of all time, or the greatest Starfleet officer was lieutenant o'brien he has like a statue <laughs> and i was like Fuck yeah miles it's great they made a rogar dengar reference yeah in like season one well they had that new crew member who was from the i can't remember the 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 well when the walls fell yes the walls fell <laughs> yeah they made that into a character like a new member of the show yeah. the team it's like this show's awesome they get they understand Star Trek. yes it's a little bit like Exaggerated and Mariner's a bit crazy, but Mariner and Boimler and Tendi and, and, and yeah. you know, it all works. It's it fantastic. all works. It's so fun. Yeah. Was this the season they went to like Orion? Yes. And like Tendi was like a badass on yeah. that plane. She's like, yeah. I don't like to talk um, about it. Me and all our cousins who were like other pirates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. Right. And they did the whole Love thing that. with the, um, oh, the, what is the, 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 the Pacalans? The, the Muatus or whatever. And the Ferengis who were like capturing them and all that stuff. There's a, oh, so many deep cuts. There's so in the much show. going on. Yeah, the Packlets. Oh, that's a whole thing too. Because oh, <laughs> they had the bigger like... hat, so they were king. Yeah. Was this the season when Boy when he's following Mariner and she meets with like a Ferengi? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, He's immediately like, "Don't trust him. He's a Ferengi." <laughs> like, no, he seems trustworthy. <laughs> the show's hilarious. It's hilarious. It knows Star Trek. It's it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's probably the second best Star Trek show out there currently. Uh, no, I haven't watched the other animated one, the 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 one that's like slightly younger skewing. Yeah, I've watched the first episode. And I was like, I get what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's a little too young for me. Okay, and it, it's also it has a Voyager taint on it. 
I know Janeway's involved somehow. As I discovered, like, if you if you associate with Voyager, it goes down a level for me. If there's if there's a single taint you don't want on you, it's a Voyager taint. That is true. <laughs> it's just getting rubbed all over the place. Ooh, no one wants it. That is that is some undercarriage you don't need in your life. <laughs> but let's talk about the glowing light of the oh. Star Trek franchise right now, which is Strange New Worlds. You and oh, I good. were fans of Pike coming out of, out, of, out of their appearances in season two of Discovery. We were really excited about this show. And I, I have to say, I felt like it really, really fucking delivered the goods. It was ten straight episodes of home runs. Well, even the one that I didn't consider a home run, I still enjoyed. It wasn't That's a bad neat. episode. Uh, the episode, I think it was like episode seven or eight, the one where the the storybook becomes alive on the ship. Oh, that's that's episode eight. Yeah, yeah, I think it's eight. Yeah, loved yeah. it. I I enjoyed it. I think my my weird gripe. I mean, about like it, the ending. My weird gripe but... about it was is, was I I kind of kept comparing it to like uh like like Cupid, the Cupid episode of Next Gen. Sure, and, love and, it. You know, if you're gonna put these characters in these kind of fantastical situations. By that season of Next Gen, I know those characters. I still don't really know these characters, so seeing them in these sure. fantasy elements, I was like, well, I still would, you know, sure, why not? And it just seemed like a reason for Ethan Peck not to have to wear Spock ears for an episode because they gave him long hair. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's probably like, good. <laughs> Give me a break from these things. Come on. And, but even that, again, it's not a bad episode by any stretch, but if you're paying attention, the beginning of the show tells you how it's going to end, so dot, yeah. dot, dot. I was surprised they got rid of the daughter so soon. You, I, I did think that was going to linger on a bit longer, but uh, I thought I thought it was going to be the reason he gets off the ship. Well, like because I, spoilers, he ain't the doctor of the future. What? I know. Like, well, and that's the same thing with with uh, with with uh, what, what Hammer, right? Like you know, he's mm-hmm. not the engineer of the Enterprise for too long. Yeah, I, th- I thought I was, he'd stay around longer. I as was well. shocked by what happens to that character in what episode nine. When nine, the Gorn episode. Yeah. Which was one of the best episodes of Star Trek I've ever watched. And it's so funny because there's this really crazy – and I know we just ripped on on Picard pretty heavily for not paying attention to its, its history and stuff like that. But we, we, Strange New World had this really sort of fanatical group of people opposed to it, uh, these sort of like gatekeepers of, of the franchise who were yeah. butting up against all these things. Well, no, they didn't have contact with the Gorndale, blah, blah, blah. And it just was like – Tish posh. Come on. Let's just <laughs> – Let's just let it that play out. That doesn't matter. Let it happen. And then these same people attacked that show. Like, you're ripping off Alien. You're ripping off Predator. I was like, well, what's the difference between a ripoff and an homage? Like, what, yeah. are, you, what are you saying right now? Like, I felt like they paid homage to those yeah, franchises that, by doing what they did with the Gorn. Yes, and it, it, it added a level of fear instead of having a guy run around in a rubber suit being like, I'm an adult Gorn. It, it made it more, you know, it, it increased the, the tension, which I, I thought was wonderful. But after seeing them as these vicious creatures, though, I do have a, I, I am a little curious how they kind of grow and evolve into like flying starships and doing things <laughs> and being yeah. like a super cool well, tactical race. Well, that's, that's what she says. Like they become like, you know, the one supreme alpha. The alpha. So yeah. everyone on the ship an alpha? Mm-hmm. Who's the most, like, so they, they, when they make it to adulthood, I guess. Maybe they only have to kill their broodmates to become alpha. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Because how does that ship function when they're all just, like, trying to murder each other? I know they do that a little bit on Klingon ships, but there's order to it. <laughs> they have batless. Well, you have to have a reason to. You can't right. just attack somebody. 
you have to lose, you know, honor. <laughs> I don't know how it works on a Goran ship, but I imagine. Sorry, so they killed their four broodmates. I didn't like that they were just trusting that this random alien guy didn't have bugs inside him. Well, and I, well, I mean that was part of the episode, right? Like how nothing showed up on the, like the bio scans or whatever, or the, the transporter bio yeah. filter or whatever. It's it's just quarantine. Maybe watch yeah. the two new people in the room a little bit. I I liked it a lot because uh, because it, like I said, I I really felt like they were homaging Alien in that episode. Oh, absolutely, and absolutely. They re- I thought they really nailed it with with yeah. with that with that scene in particular. I was like, yeah, that's a great Alien homage right there. But you know, some of these crazy people on the internet they're just ripping off Alien. It's like. How can you rip off Alien? We all know. We've all seen Alien by now. We know. It's not like they're like, this is an original idea. We thought of it first. (laughs) Fucking idiots on the internet. I mean, they even did a a Nebula battle, I think, in episode two or three with the Gorn. And it's just Star Trek II over again. And it's awesome. They're so fun. The characters are so likable. You can engage with all of it really, really well. I, I love, and it, you know, from Pike down, Pike, Spock, the newer characters. That we number don't know, one, like number one, uh, Doctor Mabenga, Mapinga, Mabenga, Mapinga, Mapinga. I think you're right. No, no. Young Ohura, Young Ohura, Young Ohura is great. Great. Uh, Hamner was one of my favorite characters. Sure, and I, I like that they brought the what is he, Alori, Alorian, mm-hmm. at, from Enterprise. I love that little. Nod to Enterprise because that's the only time you've ever seen one before. Yeah, it was in like season four of Enterprise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was really good. And and the 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 episode of what I, obviously what I really wanted to get to, get to is they they the, the show through nine episodes earned a lot of of faith and trust from me as a, as an audience member. I was here for the ride. I loved everything they were doing. I was having so much fun watching these episodes, and I loved how it was each week was a new adventure. You know, but yeah. you're kind of carrying over. Particularly in this in this season, you're kind of carrying over Pike, dealing with his knowing his destiny, knowing his fate, and so oh, you get so good. what I think might be one of the best episodes of Star Trek in a really long time to be Great the season episode. finale, and, and and you know that they 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 did something that I thought was when I realized what they were doing, I was like, oh, this is bold. This is a bold strategy, yeah. Cotton. <laughs> and I was yeah. I was like, wait a second, we're going back to um um. um Balance of Terror, one of the greatest original series episodes ever. Once I realized, I was like, I've seen this episode before. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I think they've done this. I've... And then I was like, oh, they've definitely done this. Yeah, I paused at one point and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I, I, I had to like get my wits about me as I realized what I'm watching. And they're kind of doing like, it's a wonderful life version of Balance of Terror. But with yeah, Pike uh... in, the, in the role instead of uh, Kirk. Instead of Kirk. And yeah. I'm just like. This is mind blowing, and then to bring Kirk into the story on a different ship, and to kind of pit them against each other, but not in a super adversarial kind of like alpha male dominating kind of way. Yeah, but I mean, to Kirk, make it be real like aggressive, this, real aggressive, but like again, this really different captains who have who, who do things the right way, but Pike's right way doesn't work. It's Kirk's right, right way that was the what was needed for this scenario, you know, and and. and Pike again doing the right thing ultimately leads to war <laughs> and the end of everything. It's an amazing episode of television. It was fantastic. And if you go back and watch Balance of Terror and you see Dead. how much they they incorporated into the episode. It's amazing. It's line for line stuff. Yeah, and like the way it was amazing. the way it was lit, like certain scenes shot in a very similar fashion. And and I mean that Balance of Terror episode is is so strong because 
uh, you have Mark Leonard, who would become Sarek eventually, as the yeah. Romulan commander of that ship. And he's so good and he's so really intense. He's really good. I, I went the, the next day and went and watched it because I was like, it, it had probably been 15 years since I had watched any uh, original series. Mm-hmm. That episode's amazing. I, I did the Although, exact same thing, Reagan. I did the exact the, same thing. The yeoman thing. character's on there, and she's way too horny to be on the bridge. Like, she's trying to bang Kirk every 32 <laughs> well, seconds. Well, yeah, I mean, she's all, she's all like up on grabbing and rubbing his chest and stuff. Yeah, and, like and, on the bridge. Like, <laughs> like, we're on duty. Come on, be cool. <laughs> It's a little sixties in that way. What are you gonna do? Oh, it's so sixties in that way. Where like, and the one helmsman has is like, a job, and the one like, helmsman is super over the top racist. <laughs> like, kill them now. They're Romulans. Like, I know. And the Kirk's like, leave your racism in your room. No, Kirk, tell them not to be racist, man. Don't be like, go in your room and be racist for twenty minutes and then come back. <laughs> oh, but it's it's a, it's a great episode with, with like really just powerhouse performances, and I I, I had told totally, again it just. The way Stranger Worlds episode unfolds with Pike transported and he's doing that wedding. And I was like, that was my first. Yeah. Like, Wait, this does seem familiar. And then I'm watching Benny everything was... planet. I'm like, just my mind was melting. When it's it's when you when you see the space station, I was like, this seems so familiar <laughs> to me. <laughs> it's clicking something where it's like, you've seen this dum dum. Yeah, it, it, it's just so insanely well done. And, and when you're when you. Again, I, I I don't want to say it's like adversarial in the sense where it's it's Kirk's methods versus Pike's methods, but because they're both right in their own way, it's just one gets the reaction that saves that, the day. That's needed, and and I love them exploring that. It was so, so just so well done. Do you think if Pike gets a time crystal, <laughs> he could go back to season one of Discovery to Philippa Giorgio? And be like, look, you need to fire on the Klingons immediately. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, right. That'd be good too. But uh, uh, and then Burnham's never arrested. She becomes a, a first officer. And, and... well, and a, and a fun little Easter egg of the episode is is as as you mentioned earlier the the Rathacon era jerseys. Pike uh, getting to wear one because we've when, never seen. Oh him my in god! It. And he looks amazing. <laughs> that little that little faux turtleneck thing they got. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I I mean, some of the best Star Trek outfits ever been put out. Yeah. I, I mean, is that better than like the Picard jacket tunic combo that he gets in like season six? Yeah. Well, Pike had a really that good that might one. be my favorite. Pike had a really good one in this season too when he's doing that diplomatic negotiation when Spock oh. and his fiance switch bodies. Oh yeah, I love Which, my wait, fiance. By the way, I, I'm so sad that's not going to work out. The, Spoiler: the, the Spock for Star Amuck, Trek. The Spock, ep, uh, the Spock Amuck episode sounded so Hilarious. stupid to me. Oh yeah, but yeah, it was yeah, yeah. so good. <laughs> that's yeah, how this show it, works. Like it defies my expectations, and I'm here. It was for so all good, of it. and it, it's just such a a simple thing. And isn't that the one where you get the 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 clip at the end? I think that's the where, where no, 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 it's not that one. It's, the, it's, not oh, it's that the next one. one. Where they're like, guess what? Cybok out there. And you're like, yeah. what? Yeah. They're like, Cybok motherfuckers. I'm like, whoa. The villain from Star Trek V that no one gives a shit about. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this show, I, it, it stuck every landing it, it went for. Like, it, it took big swings. And I thought it landed everything really, really well. Even when it would make a few missteps here and there, they were small. And they they're overcame small. them. It's a great cast. And even like um, casting, um, I forget the actress's name. The second number one. The one who's uh, related to Khan. Khan. Yeah. 
should not be related to Khan. Could just be any other human on the world in, no, in the galaxy. You and I were hypercritical of that. <laughs> yeah, and she's and a great works. character, it's and I, great. I love love. It. But and apparently a very it, talented it, singer too. She's really good in that singing episode. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> something that bothers me is now that she leaves the ship. Whatever. A few years later, the Enterprise is going to run to a ship called the Botany Bay. Botany Bay. That's right. We got to get out of here. Got to get out of here. And this this guy Condensing is going to get on there. Yeah. And Spock never once says like, you know what? I served with like your great 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 granddaughter you know, for like a year. Spock keeps a lot of secrets, man. He, uh, no. he, he's got a sister. He's got. I, I don't think it's secrets. I just think his memory is shit. Maybe he gets. Like, maybe he gets like CTE at some point. Maybe he play some holiday he gets football. Hit, like the the like uh, <laughs> one of those. You know, the, Wait, when when the, the Vulcan that. half fights the human they, half, they, they play the music. They brought the music into the show. They Fucking had that so in the good. season. <laughs> I know, so good. The show is awesome. Oh, it lands. I was bummed that it was only 10 episodes. I want more. I want season two to be like 14 episodes. When that ended and my brothers were like, you know, it was the finale. I was like, what? It's not like, didn't I have to watch like 15 of Discovery? Yeah. And and we didn't even talk about how that that final episode dovetails into into Pike learning to accept his destiny, accept his fate and and all these things. It's just awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. To save save those kids and Spock. Yeah. And and yeah, it really comes down to to, to saving Spock, right? Because in, in that alternate scenario uh, where where Pike's plan doesn't go the way that he wants it to, Spock pays the price. Yeah, you know, well, Wrath of Khan style gets yeah. melted. Oh. And I was like, I really wanted someone to be like Pike. Hey man, doesn't matter. It doesn't work out great for him later on anyway. You know, another person in the cast we didn't we haven't mentioned is uh, I the, I forget the actress's name as well. But the 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 wonderful young actress they have playing Nurse Chapel. Oh, fantastic! Uh, when 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 they are on, they're infiltrating the planet and they have the injections, mm-hmm. and they they send the one guy up and he's just running through the ship freely and she's chasing him <laughs> yeah it's a great scene it's a light scene and it's very star trek they did a lot of great stuff with, with her character and and spock and and yeah like and, that and dynamic she, they have later i mean on she's TOS. gonna break up that engagement someone is <laughs> i know oh i mean they didn't introduce captain kirk hey now ladies man i know, I know. Well, how soon do you think before he's a member of the crew uh, well, I mean, he's, now that I he's know, on Pike's radar, he's supposed to be on the show more in season two. Like, yeah, that, but because so they, they announced be... that actor's casting for season two like months ago, so it was sort of like this, this like surprise when he swoops in and, sh- and shows up in the episode. It, yeah, well, I think people thought he was going to be the original Kurt, his his brother that comes on. Yeah, that was like the first fake out of the season. Was yeah, you know, they're they're like call, uh, call Lieutenant, Lieutenant Kirk, and you're like yeah. Lieutenant Kirk, and he's like, oh yeah, he had a brother, I forgot. Yeah. What about but, let me let me ask you this? What did you th- what did you think of Kirk? Our new version of Kirk, our third iteration of of Captain Kirk, James Tiberius. I wasn't that thrilled with it at first, but I think I'm just used to the Kirks I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't bad; it just wasn't what I was used to. <laughs> I I I think I felt sort of the same way, but what I sort of told myself was. Due to the nature of this episode, you know, you 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 want the confident, slightly arrogant, aggressive Kirk. That's, and that's what, what and, and that's what we saw. We don't necessarily see the swagger Kirk. 
yeah. which is kind of what I'm waiting for. I want to yeah, see if I'll, he has I'll, that I'll, swagger. I, I think it was just a gut reaction of, mm. oh, that's not Shatner. That's not Pine. Right. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm probably fine with it. He's probably going to do a great job. I, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You know, again, we just oh, have, that's, we, that's we, another thing. They cash so many checks for me right now. Yeah. Yeah. I got two years of terrible Kirk if he <laughs> wants it. He doesn't even have to try that hard. Like, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, like I, like I said, I'm, I'm here for this show. A thousand percent. It, it blew me away with this first season. I was so utterly happy to finally finally have some Star Trek that I, I wasn't upset about by the end. Yeah, or just waiting for it to be over. Just wait. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good way to put it too. You know, like this like, one I was actually upset. Like I, I told you all, my my wife watched this whole episode. She never watches Trek. Yeah. She thinks it's terrible and gets mad when I watch it. She watched this whole episode. <laughs> Or the last episode. She didn't watch the whole thing. Like, let's not get crazy. I get you. I hear you. I hear you. But we, we didn't talk about, not Rios, um, the, the Helmsman. The Helmsman. On Strange, on Strange New Worlds? Yeah, Strange New Worlds. Um, I know which one you're talking about. The name is the I can't think of it. Yeah, I can't. She's awesome as well. Like, the whole cast is great. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's it it not like one of those scenario situations too, where like where you're just waiting for the cast members you like to show up. Like you're not waiting for right. Sulu, you're not waiting for Chekhov and Scotty and all these other characters that you know. Yeah. Like you're well, fine. I mean, we we got a wink at Scotty wink at in Scotty. the last episode. We got a wink, and that I mean they set up Scotty's imminent arrival for season two. Yeah, and uh, Bones isn't there yet, but Chekhov can't come because isn't he a new recruit? He's, yeah, there shouldn't be a Chekhov. Yeah, I mean, so like Sulu's got to show up, but Doctor Dr. Mapinga's in. I can't remember if Doctor Mapinga's in the in the Pike pilot. The pilot. I think he's in the Pike pilot. I right? think he is. Yeah, so he's not there when Kirk takes over. So, you know, you, you have some time for Bones too. Yeah, and that's fine. That's we don't need the the band back together in right. Strange New Worlds. And that that's sort of like the thing that I'm I'm actually I don't want. I'm really liking this cast and this iteration yeah. of the crew. And I really yeah, want to see what they do with number one moving forward with the way that ended, you know, with her being arrested and, and for, for the genetic modification stuff. I, I, I'm really intrigued with what they do with that. And, and I, I, I don't want to be insulting, but Rebecca remains really good in the show and I, I would not have expected it. Yeah, she was good as Mystique back in the day. I, but, I mean, that was so long ago. Like, what did she Well, I mean, you got the chops and you're given something to do. I guess, yeah. I, again, I don't mean it to be dismissive or disrespectful. But yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I, but, oh, yeah, she's, she's really taking she's this great. on. She I, really I went, this. There were some episodes where she was just gone. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that fantasy episode. The And the, then she shows up at the end. And I was like, oh, okay. The Space Doc episode, too, where her and uh, the, the con kid are doing like this Enterprise bingo. The, <laughs> the bingo. Yeah, I did enjoy that. That's a very I light thought, moment with, with two a, of the most serious characters on the show. I, I was like, it was brilliant. Pretty fun for them to kind of bond over that that completionist. You know, we have to finish this thing. We started it, kind of thing. Yeah, and, and we think it's dumb, but, but we're going to do it anyway. And it was another episode that the, the you know certain faction of the internet didn't seem to have any patience for. But I was like, oh, this is fun. Relax. It's fun. It doesn't. It does not upset the apple cart in any sense yeah. for Star Trek continuity. It was a good, yeah. solid, solid, rock solid show, and I can't wait. I hope season two uh, is is in the very near future. Can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna get some mud. Get mud back in there. I'll bring some Rain Wilson back. Nice. Yeah, I mean it's the only place he can be now. Is that confirmed? In the Star Trek. 
No, okay. it's just a wish. You're, you're okay. You're just throwing things out there. <laughs> just a wish. What else is he doing? Well, I mean, I, I guess we're going to get more with the Gorn, right? They, that seems to be what they're kind of setting up. As yeah, the Gorn, yeah. As like I think Gorn are going to be the Klingons of this show. I mean, they kind of have to be, right? Because yeah, you know, well, there's still good. minimal Make contact them... with the with the Romulans and and a lot of the other species. And I did like going back into the well with some of these older races races that we didn't spend a lot of time with. Yeah, on next gen DS9 or Voyager. Yeah, I I, I want to get like there should be more Andorians. I I know it's a pain in the butt for the actors, mm-hmm. but I love, I think I just love the Andorians from Enterprise. So it's really made me a fan of theirs, and I want to see more of them. I I wouldn't mind more of the Orions just because I felt like they yeah, done, or Orions they, they were sure. kinda, they were kind of done dirty in season three Discovery. I didn't like that character at all. <laughs> no, they were bad. So yeah, like like, like let's let's well, spend some time with these the. The, the more classic, classic yeah. yeah. Let's, let's and let's let's dive into them a little bit more deeply. I'm a okay with all of that. Yeah. And maybe get oh, what about some Tholians? Can we do a Tholian episode? Tholians are hard. But I'm trying to remember. Was that episode of of, of the series? Was that first contact with them or not? I can't remember. Well, the Enterprise episode that you actually see a Tholian is the mirror episode of Enterprise, right? Where they're torturing the hell out of it. Yeah, that's true. Like Flox is like. Breaking it in half because okay, you know, so it was evil flocks. <laughs> As one becomes at certain points. All right, so I think that's it for Star Trek. Anything else you got to say about Trek? I love Trek. I, I mean, I love Trek now. Strange New Worlds got me back on board. I'm all in. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna go back and watch probably the whole original series again before I, season two. I'm leaning the same way because after watching after rewatching Balance of Terror, I was just like, God damn, this show's good. So good. It's so good. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and, and take a breather here. Uh, and we're going to come back and we're going to dive in. It's time to talk some Marvel stuff. You ready? Marvel. Ready. <laughs> I was going to say something. I lost it. Never mind. <laughs> we'll be right back. Thrusters are at 20%, Captain. Engage, Edson. Warp factor one. Captain, we have an incoming FaceTime request from Eric Cartman on screen. Oh, uh, hey, guys. What's up? Nothing much. We're just about to check out a Class M planet that might have new sources of trillerillium. God, these guys are such dorks. Just find out who they're loyal to. Uh, yeah, Big Dong and Prosper. Um, listen, guys, uh, are, you're Xbox people, right? Given the Xbox's faster frame rate, we have no choice but to declare it the most technologically fit for Starfleet. Oh my god, they're so gay! Alright, let's, let's, let's talk about what, what the people are really here for, Reagan. And that would be us <laughs> talking about a movie that came out three months ago. <laughs> I'm okay. talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness or Sadness, depending on how you want to look at it. You've seen the flick? Yeah. Did you watch it in the theaters? Did you watch it at home? How'd you, how'd, you, how'd, how'd you consume this media? I dragged my wife out to theaters to see this movie. Oh, and was she mad at you afterwards? <laughs> Not mad, but we, we we definitely wanted more with a movie called The Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to show us like two Two and a half multiverses? <laughs> Versailles? Versailles? <laughs> show us more. That's all I want. Yeah. They, they did show me a bunch of Doctor Stranges, but that's about it. Yeah. I, I thought the movie was fine overall, and I sort of appreciated the fact that, you know, once you once you start the movie, and they're just like, Scarlet, which is the bad way. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, cool. Like, there's no misdirect here. <laughs> yeah, I did like that he immediately figured out it was Scarlet Witch. <laughs> right. They, that I was like, oh, good. Just get right to it. Let's let's make it happen. Yeah, I was like, okay, we're not gonna dance around this. We're just gonna we're just gonna go for it. Wanda's evil. All right, I guess the end of WandaVision means nothing. But all right, fine, fair enough. 
<laughs> well, at the end of WandaVision, she is reading the Darkhold, and the Darkhold, doesn't it make you evil well, I mean, the more she, you read it? True, but she did sound like she felt really bad about what she did. <laughs> and then she's got that book in the mountains, and so there you go. Yeah, she did feel bad, and then she found this book, and she was like, I'm going to eat, pray my love, you know, <laughs> out pray, of this. Eat, pray my love. Yeah, you know, you pray love, right? What's that book? You know what book I'm talking that about. That sounds like a My Chemical Romance album. Yeah. <laughs> you, you pray my love? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, coming out this fall. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that's sort of like the I, – I think you and I are kind of in the same boat here on that where it's, it's like I really wish the movie was bigger than it was. Yeah. Um, but I, I like Sam Raimi's direction. I like what he brought to the movie visually. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, and and there's some pretty cool action sequences. Marvel seems to have figured out a workaround now for uh, for blood and gore, which is you have uh, robot oil and guts all over you, and then we'll talk about that in another movie in a minute where they figure out another workaround for blood and guts. <laughs> you don't need that stuff. Is it if you change the color, it, it it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Marvel's new workaround for for violence. I think that's an old video game thing where you couldn't Mortal show Kombat. blood, but if you showed alien blood, because I remember in Halo, you couldn't show red blood, but you could just shoot the shit out of a covenant up against a wall and, and blue blood would splatter everywhere. Right. Or like, or like you know, back when, when Mortal Kombat was being first adapted to Super Nintendo, it was gray because <laughs> oh, that, that was better. Could and, you change it in the options? No, no, no. Um, but the, the the big thing was like it was like, oh, Nintendo's gonna have gray blood, but if you play it on Genesis, you get the real oh, blood. Oh, you get the red blood, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sega was like, no, no. Legit adaption. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Marvel seems to have figured that out because that that scene where she's covered in gore, it's just robot guts. I mean, it's not real blood. Yeah, it means nothing. <laughs> it means, means nothing. Yeah. And you know, I guess that's the highlight of the film, right? Is when she kills the um I've already forgot their names. The the, the Illuminati. The Ilu- yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Anson Mount as Black Bolt again. Bring him back. Put him in the costume. Great. Yeah. What a great touch. I mean, he had the costume on. It took me a minute. I was like, is that the jawline of my current favorite Starfleet captain? And I was like, oh, my God, it is. It sure as shit is. It is, and it does not end well for him. But no. it's also and, awesome. And you bring back Patrick Stewart in the in the X-Men, the animated series yeah. wheelchair. I mean, uh, yeah. The music sting. Yeah. Um, I mean, my most hated superhero, Mr. Fantastic, shows up. John but, Krasinski. Uh-huh. And I'm like, there's a Victor Von Doom somewhere. <laughs> you can't have one without the other. Yeah, I mean, it's a fun movie. I, I, I think it. I think we all had more grandiose expectations with, with a movie called Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my biggest mm, – is problem the word I want to use. I'm not sure. But the thing I butted up against the most, and I don't – you tell me if I'm nuts. I, I guess I'm just not that big a Doctor Strange fan. He's kind of a dick, <laughs> and I'm not sure if I can root for him for two hours. I think he's – yeah, he's a dick, but I, I, I think he's a lot like Tony Stark was in the beginning. He yeah. reminds me a lot of early Tony. Well, we're, we're to the second film, and then we got all, the, all of his other appearances as well in the bank, and it's like he's still kind of a dick, <laughs> and I'm not sure if I like it. I liked him in Spider-Man. Yeah, but he's a, kind of a dick in that, too. He's supposed to be. I know. He's supposed to be so the parent you think he'd be less dickish in, the in his own movie where I got to follow him and actually want him to win? <laughs> yeah, well, all right. Do you want him to, to, to end up happy in this relationship? That, like, he's going to this wedding? Oh, no, he can't. 
Yeah, I was like, the, 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 you're not going to be Doctor Strange if you do that. Yeah, you're you, not going to superheroes can't be happy. Magic. That, that's like part of the that's part and parcel with what they're doing. I mean, yeah. I know we've learned that from Spider Man. <laughs> I just want Tom Holland and Spider and Peter Parker to be happy, and we can't have it ever. Nope, you're not allowed. It's the, Peter, <laughs> it's the Peter Parker curse. I mean, that's how it is, and that's kind of how it is for all superheroes. I mean, I'm in, I'm intrigued. I, I like. I shouldn't say I don't like the character, but it, sometimes he rubs you the wrong way a little bit. He's a little standoffish. Yeah. And he's insanely arrogant. Like you said, you know, the, the, I, I'm always I, right I, thing. I, I like the arrogance though. I, I think we can't have all our superheroes being super nice. I know. I get it. I we, get it. We need some dicks. This like be... we got Bruce Banner. We got Peter Parker. We got Thor. We have enough love. Uh, Peter Quill. <laughs> There's a billion lovable guys out there. We need some dicks. This, this might've just team. been my state of mind when I watched the film. I, I maybe I just wasn't, having it that day i don't know <laughs> so that's sort of what i walked away with because i like cumberbatch and i liked what he brings to the part and i liked that sam raimi sort of invoked the classic steve ditko stylings of the of the look and the costume and, and everything they did to present him in this film i, I, I there's yeah. a lot of things i like in the film i really found it enjoyable overall uh, but i was sort of left scratching my head at various elements because they they introduced america chavez Who's a who's a really wonderful character, but I don't feel like we know her any better after this movie than we did when it started. Not really, and that's a shame. That bummed she, me out a little she, bit. She's a plot device. Like, yeah, she she's basically um, quantum leaping, where she's she's hoping her next starburst will bring her home. Right, it's sort of sort of. I I, I compared her more to like um um, what was what was the thing in in Alias the the Rimbaldi box or whatever the Rimbaldi uh-huh. sphere or whatever. <laughs> where it's just something that everyone's chasing and we don't know why <laughs> yeah and it's I mean I'll use a cooler reference it's like the rabbit's foot in MI3 <laughs> MI3 mm-hmm. <laughs> I also had to use an old reference I was going to say like I think they're about the same time frame honestly. I know and both both J.J. Abrams productions J.J. Abrams yeah. <laughs> so I mean hmm. I didn't go too far off <laughs> it's like what's in the bunker and lost in season one we didn't know Oh, don't get me started, okay? <laughs> we, we could do two hours on Lost itself. I mean, come on. You Can't go, wait for that rewatch. You going to go there, brother? I don't think so. Mm. <laughs> I've threatened it with my brothers, and they're like, we don't want to do that. <laughs> I'll do it. I'm in. I'm all in. I'll do it. I'm long overdue for a rewatch of that. Yeah. We can do that. We can do a rewatch of like the two seasons of V. <laughs> no, we can't. That was terrible. That was terrible. Come on. It had Supergirl in it. Yeah, terribly. The one from Smallville, no less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laura Vanderroot. Uh-huh. So. She was. Right, we're not going to talk about V. I'm not. <laughs> Let's go back to Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is a fine film. It's enjoyable. But I. Sort of where we are with Marvel Phase 4. And they've sort of have begun to address this. Where a lot of Phase 4 is the characters still sort of dealing with things. From phase three. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. We're, we're not going forward with, with a lot of things. Even though it felt like we were supposed to. Again, you're titled Multiverse of Madness. I thought we'd be diving more deeply into these things. You tease it with Loki. You tease it in Spider-Man. And then this, this was supposed to be like the big thing. And it just... it. I don't want to say it misses the mark, but it, it did, it's not a... It, it's to the warning track, right? It's not a home run, but it, it's got some distance. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I've... I wouldn't even say it's a warning. I'd say most of what Marvel's put out this phase has been like, 
some some really solid singles. Like they're they're hitting the, they're, okay, the that, cover that off. That of might it. be a better like, metaphor. I think I like that better. You know, they're they're hitting it between the in in the gaps. They're hitting them where they ain't, but they ain't going yeah. over the fence. Yeah, yeah. They they're they're getting on base. Yeah, but it's not in game. It's not you know calling your shot and then hitting the home run. Well, and we're starting to get to the, to the point too where we're getting to like some really deep cut characters appearing, you know, and, and so, so, so Clea showing up at the end in the post-credit sequence. Again, I, I I'm here for it. I like it. And I, right, I love Charlize right. Theron, like Charlize Theron in the Marvel universe. Fuck. Yeah. More of that, please. But I, it's such a deep cut character. That like, I think half the people in the theater are like, who the fuck is that? Oh, <laughs> and, I have no idea. And everyone had to go home and Google it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, because uh, I, I was with my buddy, he's like, "Who was that?" I was like, "I'm pretty sure that's Doctor Strange's wife." <laughs> that's that's exactly what my wife asked me. She was like, "Who is?" I was like, "That's Shari's Theron," and she's like, "No, no, no." <laughs> I was like, "I mean, I have no idea." I, I imagine a love interest of Doctor Strange. Yeah, <laughs> and then I googled it and was like, "Yep." <laughs> All right, so let's let's move on to yeah a Disney Plus show. Uh, you know my feelings. I was not enamored with Moon Knight. I was a little disappointed with the way that product ended up. You were really harsh on Moon Knight. I was. It was probably the, the harshest, harshest I've, been. I've not heard from your podcast in quite some time. <laughs> yeah, it was, or something I really enjoyed. I, I, and I think, by and large, most people did. And yeah. I, I, but I also have no connection to the character at all <sighs> before this. So anything they put in front of me that was entertaining, I love Oscar Isaac. There, there are things I liked about it. I, I just wish it worked better for me. But that's for me, and I, think, yeah. I think I put that disclaimer out there. It's probably a what, me issue. What, what you talked about, like him blacking out for all the fights just because they don't want to spend money on these elaborate fights. I get. You know, it, 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 we're a business here, man. Like, <laughs> it's like, wait a second, you're not going to show me the coolest part of the episode? What the fuck? Right. You know how much that costs? <laughs> don't care. They can make it look like Last Starfighter. It's, you wouldn't like that it's either. It's fucking Disney, man. They're basically printing money over there. I don't care. That's true. I know. I do like, treat well, it like what, it's like what, a, they're hurting. Come on. That little mom and pop operation is Disney. <laughs> that small <laughs> like they're startup. They're struggling to get by. They're basically launching Kickstarters every week. What are you talking about? <laughs> they're really struggling, man. They only put like two or three television shows out a year. Well, so, well just to sort of set things up, like coming out of Moon Knight, I was kind of a little low. On, on Marvel shows rolling into the summer. You know, the, the teaser, the trailers had been out for Miss Marvel, and I was like, well, this could be good, but I'm not sure it's going to be my cup of tea necessarily, you know? Like, I don't know if this is going to be the show that speaks to me. Reagan, I was wrong. I absolutely adored this fucking show, and I couldn't get enough yeah. of it. And, you know, it, it kind of started off a little slow, a little, 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 little uh, methodical. But, sure. But by and large, when, when things got going... I was I was all in, loved it, had so much fun watching it, had so much fun getting to know these characters, exploring the different cultural stories they were telling us. I, I was really surprised by this one, and maybe because I had the bar kind of low, but yeah. this worked for me on almost every level. Did you know anything about the character before going? But barely, you know. Yeah, barely. Okay, okay. I, I know they've changed a little bit of her power set. I know they changed a little bit of the origin and, and tweaked some things here and there, but by and large, the character seemed about right. From what I remember, but I don't know them. I don't. I don't have yeah. that depth of familiarity like I did with Moon Knight. Yeah, and we we did a breakdown the first four a, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I, I love this show from the get. I was like, oh, I get it. It's for a younger person, but mm-hmm. 
but there's it, there's things to connect with for everybody. Like sure, there there there's no way that if you if you don't sit there and watch this, you don't find something to connect to in your life. Yeah, it, it's it's really good. It's really her the the character who plays her father. <laughs> I've connected with so much, and I was like, I guess I am that age. <laughs> yeah. You're right. <laughs> that for that first episode when she's like ditching them to go to the yeah, the and he's dressed as the Hulk, like the Hulk, and he has this great Hulk cosplay going on. I was like, that's one of the sweetest things. <laughs> and then they have this arc at the season finale where he's get you know telling her about her name and blah blah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this guy like not in the show enough. No, the family stuff he, worked so well, and I wasn't I wasn't sure. Oh, her how brother it would play. too. The, oh, the whole thing, like I, you know, you yeah, start, her whole you start family to, was great. You start the show kind of like not liking the mom that much, but by like the third or fourth episode, when they go to uh, uh, when they go to Pakistan, and you start to see where she's coming from with her things, and yeah. you're like, holy shit, so good. It's like, it's a really well thought out, developed show, and and again for maybe because I don't know the character that well, so the changes don't bother me that much. But I yeah. was I was here for all of it. I, I didn't find it to be. Um, I don't know. Pandering is the word I want to say, but like you know, I, to me they didn't like dumb it down for white people. <laughs> like it made us oh, not respect all. their culture and like, understand yeah, yeah. it in a different way. And that, that's I love to see things where I can learn about somebody else's culture because I'm stupid and don't learn anything. So this was nice for me to learn something and go Google some shit. <laughs> like I was too lazy to in life. Well, I, th- I think it was texting Ryan. Public schools didn't tell me to. No, well, exactly. I mean, like partition was something I think I learned about from an interview with, with Camille Nagiani. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. Like he was on a podcast like 10 years ago. And he was talking about, I was like, like, what is this? I've never heard of this. Yeah. Wait, this happened? And you're like, oh. I was like, that's crazy. It's a, and, 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 you know, yeah, there's a whole slate of things that I've learned from TV shows as opposed to my education. <laughs> yes, yes, I've learned a lot more from TV. Thanks a lot, Montgomery County, Maryland. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Looking at you, Earl B. Wood Middle School. Oh, burn. <laughs> I think it's still there. Don't burn the middle school. That's not what I meant. That's not I what he slam. meant. That's not what he meant. I meant slam. But I was, I was, I was, I was texting oh, Ryan at one point. I was texting Ryan at one point because, you know, obviously he, he is our Jersey City Connect. Your brother lived in Jersey City for a while. He did. So I wanted to make sure he was watching the show. <laughs> yep. And I was like, I, I was texting something along the lines. Of like, I was like, I was like, this show just reminds me of how boring white people are. Like, I love this family so much. And like, their culture is so interesting to me. I love everything about it. I'm like, white people are the worst. Yeah, we're, we're pretty terrible. <laughs> we're so lame. <laughs> we don't have these fun weddings with all the dances and all this stuff. Not like that, at least. No, our, I mean. <laughs> We Thank shouldn't God. slam our weddings. Like, we should be careful how we tread here. I, I know. I, I went to one dance lesson with my wife. And it was a group thing where there weren't enough men. So the men had to rotate around the women. Ooh. And like, so I rotated a full circle. I got back and started dancing with my wife again. I said, I will never forgive you for this moment. <laughs> Well, and you, and you this, were you were at my wedding where we had a, we had an entire like choreographed. Yeah, you thing. you did a whole thing. <laughs> I told my wife, "That ain't happening. You can have anything else you want in the world." <laughs> but still, what we did was 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 vanilla ice cream compared to what I saw in that show. You went out. You went. You went full like True Lies. Like watch the end of True Lies. Jamie Lee Curtis, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's what was going on. I. You know what? I'm frozen. Everything. I, I, will, I will tell Janine that because that is a, an action movie that Janine will actually watch with me. Yeah, she loves nice. lies. <laughs> she loves it. We sat there and watched it with commercials one night because it was on like TNT or whatever. She's oh, like, you sat. I mean, it is that good that you would sit through commercials for. Well, I told her, I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure we can just watch this on Amazon. She's like, just 
let it go. I was like, all yeah, right. Yeah, just shut shit. Shut shit. <laughs> Tom Arnold's about to get shot and be hide behind a, a light pole. And I'm like, yeah, yep. that works. <laughs> I was just talking about that scene yesterday. <laughs> was, was the sand spider nearby? No, we were watching. We were watching another movie where a guy hides behind a pole to get shot, but he doesn't kiss it. And I said I was disappointed that he didn't kiss it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me let me cut to like the big spoilers for for Ms. Marvel, and it, probably the thing that will again. This is a show people need to watch, and I hope. It, I I don't know why Disney decided to launch it during Kenobi. That seemed foolhardy to me, uh, because I think a lot of people were kind of ignoring it. Uh, when it released, I'm hoping yeah. people will now find it because there's no Star Wars competition. There's nothing else yeah. Marvel centric at the well on TV at least. Nothing else Marvel centric. People can catch up to this show and really appreciate it for what it is and how good it is. But it's a Marvel show, so you want it to connect to the the bigger universe overall and 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 things moving forward. And again, we, like we sort of talked about, not a lot of forward momentum in Phase Four thus far. But the mm. big spoiler: if you don't want to hear it, turn, pause it now. Yeah. Miss Marvel's a mutant. Miss Marvel oh. is a mutant, and you get the the music stinger again. The music sting. Oh my god! <laughs> I've never wanted to hear anything more in my entire life. I rewound it and listened to it again, and was like, because I was like, I didn't hear what I just heard. <laughs> I didn't hear the animated series you intro, did. and I was like, oh, I sure shit did. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, you sure did. So yeah, they've begun teasing mutants in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's happening. It's on the landscape. It's on the horizon. So they're they're going to recast Xavier and uh, Magneto. Like the big dogs have to come back. And I feel like they the have actors to. who are the actors who are playing them are not getting any younger. And no, we've I... watched Picard. Yeah. Do you want to watch ten episodes of that Professor X? I love Patrick Stewart. I'm not not calling him out. I... Don't come at me, bro. I think on. For better or for worse, I think you have to start distancing yourself from the Fox X-Men films because – especially because they end so badly. Like the last couple yeah. are so bad. Well, the last one's terrible. <laughs> but, I mean, bucket list thing. Okay, okay. I do want to see Hugh Jackman one more time. Dude, Deadpool's a movie for it. It could be – if that brings Deadpool into the universe proper and he brings – Hugh Jack, or actually, yeah, do that. I'm fine with that as well. But I, I mean, want to see Hugh Jack. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds has been trying to make it happen for a long for time. For years, for years. And I mean, give us the proper Wolverine Deadpool match that we wanted, not that bullshit from X Men Origins Wolverine, where it's like not even Deadpool. Well, fucking terrible. Yeah. Ryan, Deadpool. Ryan, if only you could have asserted yourself more at the time. What? Well, yeah, they told him if he didn't take the role, he would never get the Deadpool movie. Yeah, I, know. I get why he did it. I understand. You got Sometimes you gotta suck it. And up, then they didn't want to make that Deadpool movie until that footage released on the internet by somebody. Wink, wink. I don't wink. know who. I don't. How'd that happen? <laughs> hack, hack job, prank caller, prank caller. We don't have to. You know, again, we're about to dovetail into how cool Ryan Reynolds is. We don't need to do that. Everyone knows. I Everyone mean, knows. Obviously. Everyone, obviously. Obviously. Ugh, the only Canadian man I like. Right? <laughs> what about, like, Martin Brodeur, Patrick Waugh? Are you talking to Mark? You ain't talking to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I couldn't think of a former... Uh, Donnie Beaupre? I'm still sore from, like, the 2010 Olympics. I, I, I got no time for Canada, okay? I'm still mad about that shit. <laughs> Don't get me started. I barely tolerate the guys on my favorite team. 
any hoot. So yeah, <laughs> big connections to the, to the Marvel Universe at the end of Miss Marvel. But by and large, a show that if you maybe didn't think you were going to be into, I, I, I strongly encourage people to check it out. I think it's a really, really well done show. It, it I, I thought it was a lot and of fun. Six episodes, it's not a lot of effort, you know, to, to watch those. Like, they're like 45-ish, 50 minutes a pop. I don't even think they're that long. Aren't they like around the 40 minutes? Well, yeah, 40, 45, somewhere around. It, it flies by. It, it feels like nothing. Yeah, there's a couple that are longer than others, but there's just, you know, because there's a lot of backstory to, to tell, too. Yeah. You know, you're getting a lot of history stuff. Like, the partition stuff's very interesting. I, I loved hearing all that stuff. It is. Yeah. It is. And, and who, Reagan, like I mean, who knew? Interdimensional people. Muslim Americans, they're just like you and me. Who knew? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it doesn't pander in that regard. I'm, I'm, I'm making a joke. People, calm down. <laughs> I love how we keep having to put disclaimers out of this episode. <laughs> you just never know with people nowadays. People are so sensitive. I know. <laughs> That's what we're so scared and that the, people are going to take us wrong. That we're like, this is what we really well, mean. And, and the, funny part is, the funny part is, like, this is going to go on the Patreon with people that we who, who know us. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. like... Oh, that's also true. That's also true. <laughs> but we just have to be in the habit of apologizing for ourselves because we are, we are, we are cisgendered white men. <laughs> we, I know. We're, we're, we're the problem. We are the problem. <laughs> and sometimes we've been known to cross a line, Reagan. You and I. I'm talking oh, about you and I. Like sometimes oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank God we didn't have a podcast 15 years oh, ago. Oh, God, no. No, we'd be, we'd be canceled. We'd be so You'd be like, wow, these, these dudes, what's wrong with them? Yeah, a lot. You and I would be in a hut in Antarctica uh, battling the thing. I was about to say, are we doing the thing? We're doing the thing. <laughs> Let's do the thing, man. That doesn't sound bad. You and me sitting around a tank of gasoline, not trusting each yeah. other. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, That's we're just future. staring at each other, yep. pouring our blood into Petri dishes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, you're either the thing <laughs> or you're Odo. One of the two. Like how I brought it back together? For sure. I do. For I you. do. Yeah. I mean, I that, that's how they did the, the, the war. Now, come on. I'm talking Deep Space Nine, people. Sorry. Yeah, but he's talking the Dominion War. That's right. Get into it. Check it out. We're now, I mean, I I wish Renee was still with us so he could come back as the leader of a new Dominion and challenge Discovery in Season 5. Because I think, I, I believe the Changelings are basically immortal. And they live hundreds and hundreds of years. So Odo could be alive. Live, that's for sure. Yeah, they live a long time. So Odo could be in the. I mean, to tie it back into Discovery real quick, but we've already seen the, the that war, and they just have to recruit Avery Brooks, and then Avery Brooks is back. Oh my god, this show's amazing! <laughs> I fixed it. Well, now that we've been here for an hour and a half, yeah, it's time to talk about what what people what brought people to the party, <laughs> which oh, is okay. us talking about Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, I, I was hoping so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said you'd seen every Marvel thing, and you're, so I believed you. I have, I have. <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder, out uh, still in theaters only right now. Yeah. I just saw this this past week, um, and like you said, a lot of people are, are kind of harsh on this movie, and it, it kind of fits what we were saying about how it doesn't really push Phase Four forward anymore. Though it does push the character of Thor forward, which I appreciated, yep. and. Listen, I'm just going to cut to the chase. I really like the flick. Again, it's mm-hmm. not changing the game. It's not setting up the next big villain of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I had a 
really good time watching this. And I'm pretty sure it's sponsored by Guns N' Roses. It should be. Axl <laughs> like Rose the, was fist pumping that weekend when that, it came out. They must have made so much money from that fucking movie. <laughs> it, it's, it's, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, the My wife points something out. The tiny spoiler. So if you don't want to hear it, well, you know, wrong turn show. the volume down for 20 seconds. Yeah. Get into it. Uh, Do it. Uh, the, Valhalla at the end when a certain character gets there. Yes. My wife turned to me and said, how come Lady Sif's arm's not in Valhalla? How funny would that be if you just saw Lady Sif's arm sitting on like a chair waiting for the rest of her to come to Valhalla? That would have been pretty good. You're yeah, not, it, you're it, not and wrong. it's a nothing joke that like four people would get, but I'd be like, that's brilliant. That's awesome. <laughs> but this this movie, I liked it. But once again, it is the hardest hit single mm-hmm. that like the outfielder makes a great play in the gap to, to cut it off from being a double. Because it's, it's, it's a good Thor movie. It's not Ragnarok. <sighs> you know, I as much as I enjoy Ragnarok, Ragnarok's kind of come back down to earth a little bit, in my estimation. In, in still. I still enjoy the hell out of it. There's still a lot there. And again, you lose a little bit in this one because you don't have Hiddleston back as Loki for that, that yeah. rapport that they have, that natural chemistry that he and, and Hemsworth have. So you lose a bit of that. But I, I, I was I was still really much very much enjoying this this movie. I think my my only my biggest complaint is I wish I had more Christian Bale because Christian Bale was fucking awesome in this movie. You couldn't take your eyes off him when he's on screen. He's but electric. He's on screen for eight minutes. I know. And, and he looks fantastic. His acting off the charts. And I know that the, the you know uh, Taika has come out and said that you know there people aren't going to see all the deleted scenes. Um, and I know there's like a roughly almost a four hour version of this movie that exists somewhere. And, and, and a lot of Christian Bale stuff got cut out. And I, I just wish there was more of it because he is dynamic as the villain in this flick. And he's a little shortchanged. He's, mm-hmm. he's a, but he's a very interesting character. He's, he's very well-rounded, I think, in, in a lot of senses. I mean, well, that might be strong, but a compelling villain nonetheless. Yes. Yeah. I, I would like to see more. I would like to see some God fights. Like show me, show him cut off Lady Sif's arm in a fight. Well, so okay, let's let's talk about one scene in particular. I mean, spoilers again. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we're we're there already. Like whatever. I know. I know. I, just, I mean, we we haven't talked. Making sure that the ten people listening know. I'm I'm, I'm gonna going I'm gonna on. jump ahead. I'm gonna jump ahead here. Let, let's get to like when they're in. Um, I forget what they call it, but like the place where all the gods are. All right, and you got you got Russell Crowe as uh-huh. Zeus. Yeah. And at one point, Russell Crowe even says something like, "You know." Hey, we gotta k- take care of you, cause uh, you know maybe 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 Gore was gonna follow you here and, and and deal with us. Wouldn't that have been great if Gore actually then showed up and started killing gods left and right? Yep, <laughs> that's what I wonder from that sequence so badly, and I feel like it's probably the only but the biggest misstep of the of the flick. Yeah, I mean when Thor gets his his outfit his disguise shot off and the women <laughs> faint from seeing so naked Thor, I was like, I get it, I get it. You bet you've been there. Had that happen? Oh yeah, 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 man. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chris looks fantastic in this. Oh movie. my god, yeah. Well, and his Loki, you get that sweet look, uh, R.I.P. Loki tattoo on his back. Just yeah, massive. <laughs> his back tattoos were ridiculous. And I was, I was wondering, was that Fat Thor getting back tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, that was sort of like my my 
thing. I was like, oh, wouldn't it be great now if Gore showed up and just started killing all these gods right now? How much fun would yeah. that be? But they – again, I guess it's a knock. Since I didn't get what I wanted, Gore's plan is to go to Eternity – Who's this being who will grant wishes basically? And yeah, uh-huh. Gore can just grant he can just wish all the gods dead, which I guess is well, just did, easier. Did Thor know about eternity in Endgame? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, right. so I was like, yeah, you can go make a wish. You don't have to invent time travel. <laughs> That's true too. Mm. That's true too. Mm. I'm trying. I, I, I gotta. Yeah, I may have to pay attention to some dialogue. I when think I he needs Stormbreaker, so he has to have Stormbreaker to open the gate. Did you enjoy that element of the film with like the jealous weapons? Oh, loved it. <laughs> it was pretty fun. It was so much fun. Stormbreaker, it's when, time for your when first Stormbreaker beer. Stormbreaker would slowly float into camera. <laughs> yes. And he'd be like, hey, baby, it's all good. <laughs> there was something so classic comedy about that. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it he definitely would just took turn around to and like, find an a- his axe behind him. Like a 90s rom-com. Yeah. I, I love the whole like the jealous girlfriends kind of angle with with Mjolnir and, and, and Stormbreaker like that was fun, but that also took me back to to Endgame once again when he has both weapons during the final battle right and he goes Captain America you take the little one and he throws the hammer to Captain America because he wants to use maybe it was the new hotness then and like the sparks gone out of the relationship a little bit. <laughs> You never and he's f- like, oh, my ex is looking good. I was gonna, I was going to say, I, I I think it. maybe it's more like you never beat your first love kind of thing. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, I mean, the seeing that really to use the hammer and stuff was really cool. I was I was just going to ask you about that. I, I, I What did you think of the mighty Thor, a.k.a. Jane Foster as Thor? I, I liked it. I When she goes to New Asgard and sees the broken hammer and the pieces, and then they cut away... I was like, what the fuck are you doing? This is the birth of a character moment. Right. Like, I, I wanted to see, like, her reaction to, to getting the power of Thor. Yeah, I think I would have liked to see that first moment, too. Uh, and and I actually, I like, the, there's a lot of really interesting storytelling elements they do in the, in the, in the movie with, like, Gore, uh, not Gore, uh, um, Korg narrating various elements yeah, to yeah, kind of yeah, catch yeah. us up on backstory. And I love getting caught up on Thor and Jane's backstory, like how it kind of came to an end and all these things that were just sort of yeah. implied in other films because, like, you know, Natalie wouldn't do them or, or she wasn't available or, or for whatever reason. So I, I love kind of getting that that history there. And I love getting that that little moment where Thor leans over to Mjolnir and, and says to always protect her kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love so, it. I so that like, it brings oh, that the whole thing sense. together so that when she goes to the hammer, when she's sick – and I'll be honest – when I knew that when I knew they were doing the 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 mighty Thor, the, the Jane, Jane Foster Thor, uh, I w- I was like, sort of wondering. I was like, wow, do they do they have the stones to tell the story as it was in the comics? With oh, Jane I was going to ask cancer. you, is that how it is in the comics? That's how it is in the comics, and it, it's it's pretty it, it's it's very intense. But your your Marvel Cinematic Universe is is kind of numb to reality in a lot of senses. So to have to introduce cancer all of a sudden. And and be like, why didn't Tony Stark cure cancer before he died? You know, like, well, you you open yourself up to some questions, and I wasn't sure they'd, the, do, they'd go there. When I saw the cancer bit, I was like, oh, Thor's with Peter Quill. Peter's mother died of stage four cancer. I was like, he's gonna talk Thor through this when they get back together. But no, Quill's gone. 
Because he has other shit to do. Gods are dying all over the place. That's another element of the story I did want to talk to you about, the, the Guardians. I mean, they're pretty much there for the beginning. That's kind of it. They're, yeah, they're there for a great music montage of them shooting shit. And then just basically screaming, Thor, save us. We're going <laughs> to die. And I'm like, eh, that's not really what the Guardians do, but okay. It is sort of funny, like, the, uh, the amount of eye-rolling they all do when Thor shows up to kill everyone. <laughs> I mean... I, when he rips off the the caper, the the like moo a... <laughs> the Homer moo when he has the you know when he's working from home, <laughs> and he has like the the cut off short sleeve vest. Yeah, I wanted to have that outfit for the whole movie because I did. That, one thing I did not like the Thor costume in this movie. Well, that the blue and gold. So that look. Okay, so hold on. <laughs> All right. Oh, I've hit a button. When, well, when he pulls off his 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 uh, his a uh, very lady like his very uh, grandmotherly shawl to yeah. unveil the vest and the whole the whole thing and like the the world the tree on the T-shirt. Thor. Yeah, it very much reminds uh, me of. So in the nineties, <laughs> let me give you a little uh-huh. history here, real quick. In the nineties, oh, yeah. Marvel was in a very nebulous state with their characters, where like a lot of the old characters had kind of lost some shine. So they were introducing new versions of those characters. And there was a, a, a guy named Eric Masterson who got bequeathed the, the power of Thor by Odin. And he had his own little hammer. And he's called Thunderstrike. What Thor is wearing... Did he in, run in to the... ACDC? <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry, jump the gun, people. Interesting <laughs> timing on the name of that character. I would I would yeah. imagine something along those lines was the inspiration for said character. But yeah. his costume is... Very reminiscent of what Thor's wearing in that scene when he reveals that. Okay, I and even the helmet Thor puts on, like because he sees Jane in a helmet, he's like, "Oh, I gotta put a helmet." On. Hated the helmet. Well, in that that armor that he wears in that scene, and then the the one he basically wears throughout that is all is is very reminiscent of another armor that he wore during uh, the Walt Simonson very legendary comic book run of like the okay. late seventies eighties. When when Thor got turned into a frog for a while, and and mm-hmm. Walt Simonson did all that stuff, and he he, he kind of helped bring that that colorful armor into play, so like it, it has connections, and I understand why yeah. you don't like it. It's a little bulky, I get it. It, it, it looked bulky. I didn't like the gold and the blue and together. It, it's kind of a weird. It, well, I mean, look, you look like the L.A. Rams. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's why I didn't like it. <laughs> I, like, mm. I mean, Matthew Stafford wishes he looked that good in those colors. I mean, I wish I looked as good as like Thor does any day of my life. I mean, all you need is a personal chef and a lot of time to work out, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can get shredded too. Yeah, but then I got to flip tires and shit. Like, I've watched his workout on YouTube. Uh, so that looks I. hard, man. It's, it's no joke. He's flipping tires. Well, the problem for you and me is, like, we got to go to work. <laughs> like, we, I, I don't want to go to work. That's not then, the only problem. <laughs> I'm not going to go to work and then come home and be like, I got to flip some tires, hon. I'll see you in a few hours. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, got, I got to go just hammer a nail into a log so I can get the good hammer muscles. So when I hold a hammer, I look good. <laughs> and and I, I would not be shocked if genetics had some play. Yeah, uh, yeah, all right, good, good genetics. <laughs> but the man's—he's an attractive man. There's nothing wrong with that. I can respect it, and he works hard. Hey, you've seen the workouts. I've seen the workouts. Yeah, it's he it's, works. I mean, they all do. Like uh, we were just talking about Miss Marvel with um, Captain Marvel. Oh uh, yeah, Brie Larson. Uh, we didn't even talk uh, about Brie Larson. Larson showing up at the end. Have of you that seen show. her workouts on YouTube sure. and Instagram? Fuck, I was watching her do one arm push up or pull ups. For what seemed like forever, I was tired just watching the video. Well, I have told my wife that if she made it so that I didn't have to work, I I would do those too. 
<laughs> if Maybe I, I'll have that talk with my wife. If I had that kind of time on my hands, I could do some one-arm push-ups. I'd figure it out. I'd get there. Give me a little time. I, I would. Like, you know, she'd be at work, you know, making the bacon. And I'd be like, you know what? Red Dead Online's a thing that exists in the world. I, I have told Jenny multiple times I would be if, – if she would let it happen, I would go <laughs> the, the whole 10 yards to be the trophy husband. I would put in the work. I would put in the work. Maybe. Maybe I would. I'll have that talk. I'll see. <laughs> and then, like, I'll take a before and after. And you can see me working the ropes on the dead skull just like Thor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How upset were you when Korg got hit with the lightning bolt? I was pretty upset. Was pretty yeah. Upset. I was like, fuck, are they going to kill Korg to go with all the other dead people? I. What did you think of... <laughs> Of Russell Crowe as Zeus and his like lightning bolt routine that he would do, like catching behind his back uh, and all that uh, shit. I it enjoyed was the ridiculous. routine. I th- I thought the voice honestly reminded me of Austin Powers Goldmember, <laughs> where if he had yelled like "I love lightning" and then threw it, I'd be like, "Yep, that adds up." You're doing a Mike Myers impression. Okay, so you and I came at it from two different places because <laughs> uh, uh, we we have been to Greece fairly recently, and it was okay. a pretty spot on. Oh, Greek accent. <laughs> but what I kept hearing, and it, it I, I, I am, I, I fully confess to enjoying the shit out of this movie. So knock me if you will. But all I heard was the dad from my big fat Greek wedding, and I kept, mm. I kept waiting for him to pull out Windex. Windex, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I was hearing in my head. I was like, oh my god, it's the dad from that movie. Holy shit. So, <laughs> I I enjoyed that quite a bit actually. I, I was amused. I, I like, but I like that Russell Crowe's alive, and then Hercules is now a thing. I mean, postcarder thing. Sorry, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Hercules is around, and it, I didn't recognize the actor off oh, the top of, of my head. Of course you didn't. Of course you didn't, because you don't have the Apple TV, baby. I don't. What is he from All Mankind or No? That's All a, Mankind. That's a that's a, a, a Brett Goldstein who is an actor and writer. And the legendary plays the legendary character Roy Kent on Ted Lasso. Oh, okay. Have not seen Ted Lasso. Have not come over to Apple TV Plus or whatever they're calling it. <laughs> Roy Kent. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking where. Roy Kent. He has a <laughs> I'll wait until it comes somewhere I can watch it. No, just you bring it to Amazon. You bring it to HBO. You bring it to me. Damn it! No, you just come give to... me back my son. This is what you're gonna do when you come on vacation here. We're just gonna watch Ted Lasso for the first two days <laughs> you're here. Ted... To get I you don't want to get hooked on it because then I'm gonna have to pay. I know it's only like five bucks a month. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> against it. Oh, but then you get for all mankind. You get severance. I know. I really want to watch that. <laughs> you get a bunch of great documentaries. I mean, Apple TV is pretty good. Hold up! Here it is, right here. By clicking agree, you are also acknowledging that Apple may show your mouth to the butthole of another iTunes user. Oh, boy. Apple and its subsidiaries may also, if necessary, show yet another person's mouth onto your butthole, making you a being that shares one gastral tract. Hmm. I'm going to click on decline. All right, so let me ask you... I don't know what we're talking about. I, I lost <laughs> track of everything. But Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. I, I, again, I love Russell Crowe. He's just so old and fat now. It's funny to me. I, I just love he's he, he's like Thor at the beginning of the movie with, with the dad bod, right? Well, did you all right? Did you not think when he first showed up and he was gonna he was doing his lightning bolt tricks? <laughs> you didn't you didn't expect him to be like, come on, are you not entertained? That would have been amazing. I w- yeah, I would have melted in the seat. But I could also see Russell Crowe being like, I'm not gonna do that. 
I've heard he's a bit he difficult seemed, sometimes. I've heard, but he seemed to be in for it at this point. I mean, you would think if you're doing a, a this movie has some really cool cameos in it, and yeah. you would think if you're gonna get this dude, like maybe he's in for a penny and for a pound, kind of like like we all are. Like, yeah, just you know, lean into it, have some fun with it. <laughs> yeah, like let's have some fun. You're an you're an icon. Yeah, We're, it's not going to be taken from you for Thor. You know, and, and we, we we also sort of glossed over it, but like I was actually really excited to see Jamie Alexander come back to be uh, Lady Sif. I'm so glad she's finally back yeah. from wherever she's been. Yeah, well, because we haven't seen her the, since Agents of Shield. Well, she was making that that well the character, yeah, but I mean she was making that tattoo yeah. lady show. Yeah, Blind Spot. Yeah, Blind Spot. I don't, I didn't watch it. I don't know. I watched a couple episodes and was like. I'm good. <laughs> what did you, and I, you know, if I a prestige role where I'm like, no, thank you. How much? Uh, how much uh, did you enjoy having? The, well, that's not the right way I want to phrase that. But uh, I don't know. I mean, Valkyrie's still a great character. I'm glad. I wish Valkyrie's I had spent great, more time. Not together. in enough. Not doing enough. Not yeah. I w- that was sort Kinda of like one in of my the regrets. background. Yeah, too much. She background. gets backstabbed, and she's like, this 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 bad guy who just beat all three of us. You go fight him yourself. There's there's almost like a little too much going on in, in the flick that they can't really focus in on any one thing. Yeah. That, that And that, that that doesn't detract from its entertainment value, but it, it does detract a little bit from the kind of cohesive from the, of the yeah. story. But again, I want to see Valkyrie grow a little yeah. more as a character. And yeah, she's king and she's doing all this, this cool stuff. But she doesn't really get like a hero moment or anything in this. But I, I, but you know, in the movie, the movie hyper focuses on on Thor and Jane's relationship. Sure, it's a Thor that, movie, and I, I really liked that element of it though. Like when they're on the boat and they're trying to get to the shadow realms, uh, you know, right before the movie becomes like an Ingmar Bergman flick and goes black and white on us, and mm-hmm. which actually was really cool, by the way. It looked really good. Yeah, it looked fantastic. <laughs> really good. But I, 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 shadow I love, realm was cool. I love them on the boat talking, and, and you know. Well, the awkwardness yeah. of, of them trying to talk about their history and move forward and, and be honest with each other, even though they're now both super powered up. Yeah. I've really thought it was going to be like she found out she was sick and that's why she left. She didn't want him to deal with it. She didn't want to deal with him while she was sick. Mm-hmm. But they made it so like, you know, she found out six months before. Or... Yeah. Yeah. And I, again, I was, I was surprised they, they, they went full into that. But I love that they use that as a way to bring Darcy back into the story too, because you know we haven't seen Darcy since One Division. Yeah, yeah, not in enough. Also, yeah, she's fantastic. I love Cat Daniels. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's great. And one of the highlights of Thor one and two <laughs> with Meow Meow. Yeah, they bring her. <laughs> I, I was a little disappointed that she was only in that beginning I, I, scene. Yeah, I had sort of wished she was going to go along for the ride and, and be part That's of. Like, I US thought Guardia. she'd be there as well. Now I don't know if it was an, an Easter egg or not, but the do you remember when they were doing those, um, uh, like for the DVDs they were doing like those Thor with his roommate things for a while on yeah on, yeah, and they they yeah. brought that actor in Daryl but right? Daryl but I don't know if he's playing the same character or not but that actor's one of the tour guys in New Asgardia. Oh, that's definitely got to be a it's, real Daryl. I didn't him, notice right? that. But that's got to be Daryl. So yeah, I'm, I, we don't, no one really knows if it's in a, if it's just like. A, I, and I guess Taika Waititi directed those shorts for the DVDs. Oh, did he? So, awesome. so, so yeah, yeah, he's, so he's kind of bringing it full circle. Yeah. But it's got to be, right? So, it, again, like an, another fun little Easter egg for, for people paying attention. And then uh, I possibly the greatest characters in the movie, the goats. The goats were awesome. 
I love the screaming goats. Love the goats so much. But we have a dog that just barks at us and makes noises all the time. So we were not affected by the goat screams throughout the movie that were distracting everybody else. And I was like, I don't know if we'd like the goat so much if we didn't have annoying as F dog in our in our lives. I mean, I love my dog, but he needs well, to shut up sometimes. <laughs> well, and not only are the goats from the comic, but they're actually from like the original yeah. Thor mythology, too. So kind of a fun way to bring it all, in, all in, in, into play. So I, I loved it. <laughs> As, as, as I, uh, go ahead. You, Sorry, you didn't even talk about how like he destroys like this temple. Yeah, and he that's, gives that's... him the goats and they're like no take backs. <laughs> <laughs> that's in the fu- you know the very funny moments with the guardians in their in their five seconds in the movie. Yeah, and that's um, no Gamora. I was sad. I was hoping to see a little Gamora, but I was like, I guess she did walk away. Well, and we won't see her until Guardians Three. Well, I, th- I think Taika said something in an interview where he's like, "Well, they got their own movie. You know, I, I didn't want to keep them in around for too long because James has got his story to tell, kind of thing." Yeah, you yeah. Know? And and Guardians Three is not far away. Thank goodness! And, Can't wait. And we got the Guardians Holiday Special to look forward to in uh, November, December. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. Can't wait. Oh yeah, it's happening. So excited. So, so excited. So yeah, it's it, it's sort of. I, I I found Thor: Love and Thunder to be a very interesting picture, and I but I really like the way it ends. You know, Jane dies. She but she dies saving the day, saving Thor. You know, and again, it it, it kind of all comes down to Christian Bale. Christian Bale as Gore is about to like win the day. He wins. I mean, he's well, he he yes. But he wins. But he gets Thor, into eternity. But he does. But Thor's like, you know what? You can you can choose to kill all of us, kill all the gods, you know. But I choose love. I'm gonna go over here with the woman I love, who's dying right now. And you could be with the person you love right now, if you chose to. Yeah. How, how do you want to spend your last moments? I love the end of this movie so so much. It lands for yeah. me. Like well, any I any also... missteps in the flick. It, it's Forget great, it. but I think it's also Christian Bale's performance he's, when love comes back. He's incredible in this movie. I wish there was more of him. Yeah, yes. Even at, like at the beginning when he is just a, a, a mortal being and he finds out that, that that the gods that he worships are not worth don't his give a time shit. and effort to, <laughs> yeah. to, to win. He's like the insane God-killing guy to when he's at the end and he's like just like the sad father. Like it's all so good. He's he's incredible in this flick, and there just needs to be more of him. When he's menacing so, the children, they kidnap. We didn't even talk about the kidnapped children. Yeah, that, that's okay. I got two things I want to get to, but yes, we'll talk about the kidnapped children since you just brought them up. <laughs> Thor goes and gives some of his powers to these kids, which is cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't know he could do that. Why not? I I thought of another th- scenario that he was in that, that might be helpful. Where it's this big battle that he was having with Thanos. <laughs> Maybe make if he also could have given Iron Man the powers of Thor. Maybe he just thought of it. Maybe. I, I hope so. Because I was like, so many people would probably be alive of like the, the Wakandan fighters who yeah. don't have superpowers. <laughs> they probably could have used a little Thor juice. I understand, but you... You know, you start poking those holes in the... In the, in the I know, in the, I know. You're gonna, you pull my, that thread, the whole sweater's going to unravel. I, I sent it to my <laughs> producer, and he sent a very nasty text of just enjoy good stuff when good stuff happens. <laughs> right. Don't poke that hole. And I was like, okay, all right. Well, I mean... Because yeah. it's an awesome scene. You get yeah, a great music fine. sting. 
Dude, like, what an interesting way to incorporate November rain into your movie. Oh. <laughs> I mean, as a as a child of the '90s, I remember when that November rain mu- music video was on MTV. What felt like every eleven minutes, they would play that <laughs> nine minute video. Yes, yes, exactly. And it was awesome. As the kids say, it slaps. I don't know what slaps means, but it's 100, no hat. But right? it, <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> no means. No cap. No cap. It's not no hat. It's no cap. <laughs> Damn it. I, 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 did think, I did chuckle to myself. But I was like, oh, they skipped a slow part and they just went into like Slash's solo. Here we go. <laughs> and how cool would it have been if they like pan over and Slash is just doing the solo oh. while they fight? That would have been amazing. It would have been awesome. <laughs> But I, but again, you know, as as Thor is imbuing his powers to these children, I do like it when he's like, for a limited time only. Yeah, for a limited time only. And the the girl and who's just holding the bunny rabbit with who's a like total Thor psychopath apparently, because yeah. she just is like just killing everyone in her path. Right? Yeah. And, it was awesome. It and, was a great scene. Well, and also to find out that like uh, they incorporated the cast members' kids into like that scene, and they made them all part of it. You know, it's yeah. Hemsworth's kids and Tyka's kids and, and uh, Natalie's kids. I, I was like, this is awesome. How fun is this? It's so wild to think that they have kids that old now. <laughs> like, it, it just shows you time. Because uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth put out something on his, his Twitter or Instagram where it was like when his daughter was born. And right. like Thor 1 and Thor 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then showing her, you know, as, as love in this movie. And I was like, I guess that much time has passed. It doesn't feel like it. No, there's Chris Hemsworth is is a pretty good follow on social media. Uh, I know yeah. you're not. I know you're not a big Instagram person, but a, a, like a year or two ago, yeah, he posted no. an Instagram video of taking his kid to school, and it was like superhero day, and his kid dressed up as Superman, and he was like super embarrassed. <laughs> He's like, "This so is what funny. this is what I get. Like, I'm Thor. I am the god of thunder, and my kid wants to be Superman." <laughs> Well, I mean, it's that a great, was a Cavill Superman it's, era. It's a great video of his kid just like walking into the school with like the big like red cape with the S on the back. It's it's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, what's a more iconic superhero than Superman? <laughs> Everyone knows who that is. Uh, Toxic Avenger. You're right. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Toxic Avenger is the most the greatest superhero coming out of the state of New Jersey. Watch out, Miss Marvel. I mean, I was buying beer yesterday, and there is some beer that has Toxic <laughs> the Toxic Avenger on it, and I was like. Should I buy this beer? They're still making that movie, dude, with Peter Dinklage as the new Toxic Avenger. Really? Yeah. That's happening. Inch? Who's writing it? Is Gunn writing it? Oh, I wish. I don't think so, though. I have to, now. He's got to be pretty, He's got to be involved somewhere, I'm sure. I mean, he doesn't own the character or anything. I mean, he worked for Trauma, I know, but, but... but he worked for them, and he is I don't think he a is, A very honestly, famous alum. I, I mean, he's too busy making Suicide Squad stuff and... Now uh, hey, Guardians, Amanda Waller. Guardians show. is ending after this one. Is his involvement with Marvel after done after this? Uh, until they find something else, at least I'm sure they want to bring him back for something. But yeah, but uh, I mean, he could run his own S in DC. Like he could be the Kingmaker in DC. He could be. It kind of looks like he will be, or should mm. be at the very least. I mean, with with the one the, the couple things I've seen him do, yep, yeah, let's make that happen. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I think they're waiting to see how. I think Warner Brothers is waiting to see how Black Adam lands. Mm. And like maybe they'll be like, all right, Dwayne. <laughs> By the way, did you catch the Dwayne Rock Johnson joke in that movie? Come on. 
I don't remember it off the end. When, I, when, I might have when, when Korg's body reforms and he's doing the mating ritual with the other male. Uh, oh, oh, it's Dwayne. Named Dwayne. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> didn't he also in, in Ragnarok have something about like a guy he liked, Dwayne? Probably, yeah. But, I, I mean, th- I think he know, said that. At some Dwayne point. the Rock. I mean, it was right there. Yeah. Right there I on got, Fourth Street. You can't get I mean, I got that I saw that joke and then the Jesus joke I, I got when like Valkyrie's like, Oh look, it's the carpenter god. I was like, Oh I know who you're talking about. I got that. <laughs> I got that one. Good job, Valkyrie. <laughs> but I was like, I was really expecting like Buddy Christ to be there and well, be like, Yeah. I was looking to see if like I, I think Ra is in his is is visible, but like you don't see like Kanshi or any of the other Egyptian gods, which might have been interesting. Yeah. But I think Ra, I think Ra was visible. But I kept looking around to see other more familiar. I kept trying to look and see who I would recognize. You see some of the celestials, which was interesting, because apparently, mm-hmm. we, yeah, we, yeah, at we, the end, we can't let the Eternals go away, <laughs> for better or worse. I know, I know. Like I don't know what they're going to do with. It. I keep bringing it up, and and my brothers are like, no one cares about the Eternals. I was like, no, no one should, but they exist in the world, and then Marvel pretends that they don't. Because we have a half-formed like monster thing coming out of the planet, and we never talk about it. Nah, I, knew, I remember you guys talking about. I remember you guys talking it, about it, but they it, don't. It, it makes no sense yeah. why Marvel doesn't it, just say it's there, or like, I don't know, give Earth cosmetic surgery. I don't know how you would get rid of the face that's coming out of the planet. You know, have people live in it. I don't care. Every time I think about rewatching that movie, so I can I can try, try to understand better, I just get sad, and so I don't. It's really long and really boring. It is. It really is. Like it's not. It's it's, it's just it's pr- nothing. It's, it's pretty. And then they. And then the characters make it, odd choices. They make bad choices, and then they're like, "Oh, but they're also oh. just robots." Okay, hold at on. The end. Actually, I'm, I'm super glad you brought this up. Go ahead. I, I meant to bring this up when we were talking about Miss Marvel, and yeah. so you know we have the clandestine people who are from the alternate mm-hmm. dimension that are trying to impose their dimension on ours and destroy our world in the process. Maybe and, and and you know we we know that Cameron is the son of one of these people, but we don't know who the father is, right? But there's a sequence where there where where Cameron and uh, uh, Kamala are you know at the restaurant and they're they're talk and they're t- and they're they're talking about uh, the different Kingos, mm-hmm, the Kamal mm-hmm. Najiani character. Oh, what if? Oh, I like that. I like that actually. If he had shown up, that would have warmed my heart, and I'd been like, "Oh, sure, you left that battle and didn't help your friends, but hey, you got laid, I guess." And you know, yeah, you, you don't know you have a uh, have a have a bastard child roaming the streets with the yeah. powers of the clandestine. Well, now he has powers. Well, yeah, but but still, like I was like, "Oh, wouldn't that be an interesting way to kind of connect some dots here if they were to tie sure. it to that then, character?" For for when they fight Kang. They're gonna have to bring some of the Eternals back. I'm sorry, who? What character are you talking about? That the Mister Conqueror. That, that guy who showed up for five seconds that we've not heard a lick from since. Yeah. Well, when did Thanos make his appearance oh. at the as, as the Stinger? What movie was that in? Avengers, the first one. Was that the the end of the? Okay, so that was what five movies? Did Iron Man two come I, out? Yet? I, Iron Man two, I think, was the start of Phase. No, that was Phase one, right? I can't remember. Yeah, two now. Iron Mans, a Thor, a Hulk, and a Hulk. So it was four Captain or five. America, First Avenger, four or then... five. Let's put it that way. Let's put, let's go there. Yeah, I think it's five or six. But so, how far are we in Phase Four, movie wise? 
Doctor Strange. Well, I mean, he kept popping or, up in all of Phase Two, and then you know. Yeah, but 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 when when when's the first time he's really introduced as a as a big bad that's coming? Guardians. Yeah, I mean that's like that's when that's when like Brolin is cast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we we haven't had the the five movie clip yet to see Kang again. They did cast somebody already as Kang. But yeah, it's, it's I mean, he should have been Loki. That's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to think. Like, I he it, should be making cameos by this point or the next movie. Well, whatever. we know he's going to be an Ant Man in in the Quadrimania okay. or whatever it's going to yeah. be. But yeah, I, I would have thought they would have teased him more, but. They've Marvel and Kevin Feige have come out recently saying like, well, right now a lot of Phase Four is the characters reacting to Phase Three, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm tired of them reacting to Phase Three. Yeah, it's over. But I again, I I did like what they did with Thor in this. I I like him having this this daughter now, and and uh, you know the being being the what 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 is what does Korg call him at the end? The dad god. Yeah, I, the I dad god. Oh, it's so good. It it is. And like they're the flying in there, me. they're flying in like a space Winnebago. It's like space balls. Yeah. And it looked awesome. <laughs> but when she grabs Stormbreaker and they go to that fight after she, she puts on the boots that she wants to put on. Like Leia did. Yeah. And not as good as Leia. <laughs> that kid was awesome. Uh, but I, I wanted to see a costume come on to the kid. I thought like, that was, what, that's what Whatever I the to cool too. costume the kid wanted yeah. to be, it could be a panda suit or whatever, you know, whatever the kids that are into been, now. That would have been rad. I would have been with you on that. You know, whatever she's into would be her outfit of the time until, and then you know, the next when we see her again in a few years, her costume's completely different. Yeah. No, I. But just that she was in her school clothes or whatever. Love and Thunder is an interesting flick by by far. It, it's a very interesting movie. I, I, you know, I know for some people it's not, it doesn't work for them on some levels, and I feel like. I was talking to somebody at work about this recently. I, th- I think a lot of us have this like really insanely high expectations for Marvel stuff and, and for Marvel moving forward with setting up their next big villains or their next big storylines. And we're not yeah. getting that. So I, I think for a lot of us, some of the stuff's not landing well. Um, but I think Doctor Strange sort of tamped down my expectations. So I, when I went to go see Thor... I was really, I really enjoyed it. Like, yeah, I wish some things had gone a little bit differently. I wish I got to see more Christian Bale. I wish I got to see him kill yep. a lot more gods. That would have been fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I still really enjoyed the flick. I, I just wanted to watch Christian Bale act more. Yeah, I mean, he's so good. He's so good, and I enjoy watching him. That's the only thing that really bummed me out. <laughs> and, and and just to kind of tie it back into what we were saying earlier about in 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 Doctor Strange, how they sort of figured out their workaround for for blood was. You know, Ultron fluids. You know, yeah. the, the the big fight sequence where they're fighting they're the gods. Everybody's blood is gold, and it's, yeah, just, it's just gold. gold flying through the air and smashing. I was like, oh, all right, this is their workaround. They just color things differently. Here we go. All right. Well, I thought the guys they were killing were just conjured by the god Zeus. Probably. So I didn't think they were real but, people. But again, you're you're getting around blood by making them sure sure you know, it's disposable a, a, beans. It's like it's like having the battle droids. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a it's a sucker punch. Like, go watch the movie Sucker Punch. I'd rather you, not. You figure you. out real quick how they got to a PG thirteen rating. Once was enough. I'm good. I'm for Sucker Punch. Yeah, I'll bring you on for the OG. We can watch Sucker Punch. I mean, listen. I, I think there's a good movie in there somewhere, I, buddy. I can't. I can't lie. I've been a bit thirsty for an invite to come back to the OG. So, I know. 
we we've been real busy at the Coes G, <laughs> yeah. but we're gonna bring ghosts ghosts back. We're gonna bring guests back, but there will also be woo ghosts coming onto the show. I mean, Halloween's almost here. You might as well get ready for uh, uh Hortoberfest three. <laughs> the Hortoberine. Don't worry. Pretty soon, pretty soon, you're gonna get to be able to buy merch of Hortoberfest t-shirts. Oh no, you better send me those designs. I want to see. Oh, I'll send you one after the podcast. I got a great one already. All right. Well, once again, I've managed to drag out a Patreon show over the two-hour mark. So uh, congratulations Sorry, guys. to me. I've done. We it haven't again. talked in like two months. We, we, <laughs> had, we had a lot of ground to cover, but you know, hey, hit the pause button. It's fine. We're we're here when you need us. That's what the podcast is for. Uh, Reagan, my good friend, thank you for hanging out. Tell the good people once again where they can find you and your your wonderful brothers, my other good friends. They can find us at coesgpod.com or at coesg on Instagram and Twitter. You are so much better at this now than you used to be. I appreciate that. It's like I've been doing a podcast for two years, right? <laughs> well, I know your brothers will not bust your chops finally, so that's always nice. Uh, they'll find something else. That's something. Well, your movie selections, you know. Mm. How dare you? We just watched A-Team. Land of the Lost is coming. We did Armageddon, UHF. There's some great stuff in our back catalog. Check it out. <laughs> just moved to Anchor FM. FM. Check it out. I, I, <laughs> I, I may cut this part of the podcast. We'll see or not. But I texted mm. Ryan this. So I'm listening to the UHS, UHF episode of the show with your yeah. mom as, as Our a, mother as, as a, was as a, a collaborator for that show. episode. And at one point, your mom – because, you know, your mom – is doing mom things. And yes, she at does. At one point, she references watching the boys, clearly referring to your brother's Ryan's children. children. Ryan's children, but yes. in my mind, I'm like, wait, Reagan's mom's watching the boys on on Amazon? <laughs> Could you imagine my mother watching the boys? Not at all. And that's why like I just the hero gasm <laughs> episode alone. Oh my god, that might be an episode of the coach she coming up where we make mom just watch. Herogasm and Herogasm alone. No, I think that's a whole new podcast. It's like you make your mom watch every episode of The Boys and you just talk about it. <laughs> yes. But you can see where I get like on my side tangent from listening to a podcast with my mother. <laughs> because I... we were impossible to keep on track that episode. <laughs> well, and, and you may have noticed, uh, li- dear listeners, that we did not talk about The Boys in this episode of the show, but that's because I have a feeling that Reagan and I will be talking about that very, very soon on another episode coming up. I have a strong, Ooh. strong feeling that's that's soon. <laughs> and a bunch of other TV shows. Possibly. Possibly. All right, Reagan, let's get out of here. I will talk yeah, to you soon. so long. Sorry. <laughs> no, Thanks again, buddy. I'll talk to you later. All right. Aboosh! Hey, let's do Get Help. What? Get Help. No. Come on, you love it. I hate it. It's great. It works every time. It's humiliating. Do you have a better plan? No. We're doing it. We are not doing Get Help. Get help! Please! My brother's dying! Get help! Help him! Classic. Still hate it? It's humiliating. No, not for me, it's not. There you go. That's the conversation. What'd you think? Pretty good time, right? You had a blast. You had fun. You were entertained. You were amused. You were... Uh, just, just delighted by the 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 wonderful <laughs> vocal stylings of Oregon and I once again. Uh, so yeah, that's it. We got another big show lined up for you. Uh, this will be hitting the main feed probably in a week or two. Uh, 
probably a week is, is what I'm aiming for. We'll see. Um, the Patreons, if you're if you're a Patreon subscriber on the Mandavision feed, then you you hopefully have listened to the, that that episode uh, because we spend we have another conversation with Reagan and my brother Mark uh, as as we sort of focus on prey on Hulu. And it's an important episode for for longtime listeners of this podcast because uh, it is it is it is long overdue. It is sort of like the redemption <laughs> of, of the podcast in many many senses. If you remember our very early history, one of our first episodes uh, when, when we did the Predfest, uh, discussing all the Predator films up to that point, and 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 got really excited for Shane Black's Predators movie uh, that was disappointing and we really tried to polish that turd roger and i back in the day um yeah and we didn't do such a great job polishing that turd because it was an unpolishable turd that <laughs> so prey is the moment that is the film we've been waiting for that is um just a, a treasure to behold so if you've not had the chance to sit down and watch prey on hulu yet go ahead and do that and then you will be keyed up and ready for the next episode that drops in a, in a week or two all right so with that being said, let's go ahead and get the heck out of here. I thank you all so, so much for listening, for being patient with me, and, and uh, just being awesome Rad supporters. I, I truly, truly love it. Remember, we're still on social media. We're at Tomcast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. Feel free to hit up the show. I'm still responding. I'm still commenting, still liking things and, and doing all the stuff. And, and uh, yeah, please like, subscribe, share, and follow the show. It does still come out. I promise it still does come out. And uh, if you're not listening to our Star Wars podcast, Mandovision, please take a chance over there. You know, a ton of great Star Wars content is 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 out. We're getting ready for Andor, a big show that's going to be going on for I think that's like 13 episodes in this first season. So we got 13 weeks of shows coming up. We'll, we will be reviewing, discussing, and analyzing the episodes as they come out. So I'm looking looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. All right, so yeah, head over to Mandavision. Make sure you're liking and subscribing to that show too. And if you're in a position and you feel like doing it, head over to the Patreon, Mandavision, uh, patreon.com forward slash Mandavision and become an official member of the Buckethead Nation. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun over there. We do all kinds of good stuff. And you'll get this show faster if you're a fan of that. All right. But let's get out of here. Thank you all for the support once again. We'll be back very, very soon. Ciao, babes. Great story. Compelling and rich. So the Tribe drops its third straight on this trip. Six to one to the Rangers. For the Indians, one run on, let's say, one hit. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry. Nobody's listening anyway. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! And I'm a big fan of your beer, too.